Welcome to the Trophy Achievers Podcast, a show where we chat about our love for gaming, the trials and tribulations, as well as our celebrations of trophies and achievements. In this month's show, we'll find out if Tom is aging in real life just as fast as his character in Sifu, as he struggles to get the Platinum Trophy. We'll find out how much, like when Bane broke Batman's back, has Arkham Knight finally broke my spirit for collecting trophies. We'll ask Pete if he's stopped playing with his ring. That would be Elden Ring, you dirty-minded lot. And the world must really be coming to an end because Wayne may have completed a game or two. That and a lot more in this month's episode of the Trophy Achievers podcast. Now, I've mentioned them already, so as always, I will go to my fellow co-hosts and say hello. So, I will go to Pete this time. How you doing, Pete? Yeah, good, thank you. Good evening, everyone. How's it going? All good, mate. All good. How's things? You okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm all good now. I, I did unfortunately catch um, COVID earlier in the month, but all recovered now, thankfully. Um, did did catch it going from a Grand Theft 7 launch event at, a, at the London offices, so you know, probably wasn't the sense, most sensible idea. But hey, get fun well, all the time. Out, out there on the firing line, getting us the scoops and all the best info. All, all game drunk, <laughs> and mingling, mingling in a crowded bar, drink driving. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it looked pretty sweet, actually. There was a scale electric setup, wasn't there, and things like that. Yeah, I was it sounds so like I'm really jealous. bad at that as well. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's funny. Did you coincide catching COVID with Elden Ring coming out? Uh, you know, just a little bit suspicious, possibly. No, no one could prove that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got COVID. I can't come into the office. I can't possibly work. I'm tired. You know. I know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just have to sit down and relax. No, no. It was. It, I mean, touch wood. Like. It was bad the first few days. I had like a bad flu. Then it turned to a bad cold. Now then a cold, and then yeah, now I'm all, all recovered now. So no, it, it never got too bad. I wasn't in like bedridden or anything like that. I know some people obviously get get more serious um, symptoms. Um, but yeah, no, all good ones. Excellent. So I am desperate to find out about Elden Ring, but we'll find out about that later on. Um, awesome. Glad to hear that you're fully recovered. Um, Tom, how you doing? I'm good. I am loud, I'm not whispering, and life is good. What's this? This is weird. I've got just got used to the whispering Tom. I was just, I, I was enjoying that. I think a lot of people had, uh, we can maybe bring it back for certain sections, but yeah, for those that haven't listened before or missed the first two episodes, I had to whisper because I was recording the room next to my two-year-old daughter, but I am now back essentially in the room where it all began. So I'm in the spare room at my parents' house, which this used to be, in quotation marks, the office, um, where I first started PC gaming when I was about 10. So I've gone full circle. I'm now back 35 years of age in the room, in the dingy little room in my mum and dad's house. 
<laughs> just so I can speak nice and loud to you. Awesome. No, it's great. It really is good to hear you in full voice. And uh, yeah, I thought you were going to say it was. So was this your? That wasn't your bedroom. It was like it was just your spare room then. Yeah, it was like the you know like in a, in a free bed where you've got two bedrooms and then a little room that they say is a third bedroom. It's just a box room. You couldn't swear really yeah. it. Yeah, like a box room. Yeah, that's essentially this. Um, so yeah, this is where I used to sit, playing games like MDK or Command and Conquer, Monkey Island, Day of the Tentacle, uh, but the games, PC games from twenty odd years ago. Excellent. Some classics there. I think Wayne was going to ask you something. I think. No, he... I thought he was going to say it was the room he was conceived in. But... <laughs> <laughs> my, my my parents were filthy. They didn't. It wasn't in the room. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, when it's like, you know, you get a new house and you move in, and it's like, oh, we've got a Chris in every room. Um, or <laughs> I don't know what that's like. I'll ask him, I'll ask him tomorrow morning over breakfast. <laughs> Oh dear, awesome. Um, fantastic. Well, and last but not least, it's Wayne. How are you doing? Hello, I'm doing great, thank you. If uh, if anybody gets out of line tonight, I'm going to Will Smith you ass. Oof. Oh dear. Oh, damn. I, I couldn't believe that. I saw that this morning and that was... Sh- I thought it was fake at first, but I don't think it is. No, I, I thought at first, like, you know, because he's got a bit of a smile on his face when Chris Rock says the, the line and then, you know, and then you see you see um, his missus's face and he probably looked at her and thought, oh shit, I need to do something about this. Uh, and then like, it was so weird, but then I think it was his, his reaction afterwards, you know, because it was, yeah, it was very bizarre, wasn't it? Yeah, um, he just regretted it after, yeah. didn't he? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah weird. Weird that that's going to be what the Oscars are remembered for, rather than actually giving out some good awards this time. Well, see, I'm a bit concerned because Wayne's actually sat next to me, so um, I'm just thinking, oh, am I going to get a slap in the face? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, just to make jokes about GI Jane films to Wayne. I know. <laughs> I, I have got nowhere. <laughs> Yeah. I was going to say he has got the buzz cut but that's being generous It's uh, anyway no, I'm not going to make jokes because you know like I said uh, anyway um, right well should we have a little chat about some of the perhaps the news items that have caught our eye over the past month or so wants to go first um peter has anything caught your eye uh yeah so it's there's certainly been news stories but i think it's been relatively quiet i think we've had like a whole bunch of sort of big releases come out um uh, i think to be fair know. pete i couldn't have took any more i mean you know we had what was it two massive acquisitions uh in sort of january and february <laughs> i can't take any more just stop now just i don't want anything else yeah everyone, yeah, everyone needs to calm that yeah settle down yeah exactly um yeah the, the, the new story i chose uh because i do have a vested interest in this was that um obviously earlier in the um the first steam decks um came out so 
don't know, I assume everyone kind of knows about it. If not, this is Valve's attempt to break into sort of the handheld uh, PC market with a sort of um, uh, a small sort of portable device that sort of has sort of roughly comparable to a Switch, but but larger and without the sort of detachable Joy-Cons. Um, and yeah, they're trying to it's just their attempt to try and sort of mass market produce like a hat. Like there's been other attempts from other companies, but I don't think they've been very successful. Um, and then it's just interesting to see like how this will do. Like a bunch of reviews have had their sort of hands on with them. Um, like I said, the first few actual um, retail ones have gone out now. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm really curious to see like how it how it is. It seems like the, the reviews I've read do seem to be pretty positive in terms of it. You know, no no doubt it is a definitely a PC. It's not as uh, pick up and play as a Switch. It's not you're not going to just you know get a game download it and expect it to run flawlessly straight away you do have to tinker with the settings uh and there's a bit of um a bit maybe a bit more tinkering than people are used to because it's based on um, linux rather than, than a windows system uh but yeah i i'm still really curious still really excited um how practical it is for for a, a commuting machine when, when well, it's a big exactly big yeah unit, isn't it? it and it's an interesting one because like as as a gentleman with larger hands, like I actually find holding the, the switch <laughs> steady like, on Pete. <sighs> Stop you know showing off. Big hands, big gloves. <laughs> um, as someone who find, like I actually find holding the switch for like long periods fairly uncomfortable. I don't actually find the Joy Cons that um, that sort of ergonomic to hold for a long period of time. Whereas apparently, the thing you know, whilst it is bigger, it's apparently quite well. Um, designed and quite well like quite comfortable to sit to hold apart from maybe the back but it's got four programmable back buttons on the back of the system which apparently are a bit of a pain to use but yeah and then but then like i said the practicality of actually will i actually want to get that out on the train to, to play with was it just going to be and a, the steam a, deck wait yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i've <laughs> I can't. Be, I can't be doing that again. One's, one's bigger than the yeah. other. <laughs> but in, seri- in seriousness, is that where you will use it? Are you thinking about for only for commuting, or are you thinking using it so, around the house where you can't be in front so, of the desk or in front of the TV? Yeah, I mean, so that's, that's the other interesting thing. Like, there have been some reviews have said that like you can actually. It is like a fairly powerful for what for certainly for the size a fairly powerful PC. And and I don't have a gaming PC anymore. I used to. I used to think sort of just after i left uni i actually used to predominantly play on pc um but then you know notably you get kids i remember i used to have a, like a, a desktop pc and then my son was obviously the age and he used to say "Ooh, shiny buttons and press it and like turn off turn it off mid-game <laughs> so that obviously was then like oh i can't be can't be doing that anymore um and then i've toyed ideas of like gaming laptops but then inevitably again for the size and the power you have to pay quite a lot to get anything worthwhile whereas one thing with the, the steam deck is i think it's you know again for what you're getting admittedly in a in a in a very small form factor it's actually pretty good value i don't think i think you'd be hard pressed to get a laptop for that price that would perform as well um to one to one games in particular um but you can also adapt it to be a sort of like desktop kind. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and that's what that's. I think that actually could be an interesting one as well because I think, like, 
like quite a few people, I, I definitely had my 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 run of buying like loads of humble bundles and then never playing loads of these Steam games. And that's and, and like to be fair, even though like I said, it's fairly beefy. It's it's they roughly equated to about PS4 in power, but portable, obviously. Um, I it's probably still more the indie games I'm getting it for, which I think a lot of people can sort of use the Switch for the same similar reasons. They play sort of the smaller indie games that might have a you know be easier to pick up and put down at short notice. Um, but it's definitely a whole bunch of Steam games that I've never got around to, and and then may may not have come out onto any of the other consoles. And they're also talking about the not, not this. Oh my word! I forget my words out properly. Basically, Game Pass. They're not saying it won't come to Steam Deck. They would be happy for it to be on there. So that could be another possibility. They have got Game Pass working through the browser at the moment, um, but it's just uh, it's not officially an app. But I think that is coming. Interesting. But- and and to Tom's point, yeah, I mean, like, I had I I hadn't considered this when I actually um, pre-ordered mine, but yeah, this, the, the fact it actually opens up the chance to play things like the latest Forza Horizon, which I don't, you know, others I wouldn't have access to, is because I don't own an Xbox. That's yeah, it's quite exciting. That's just one one game you want to try out. So, um, when are these likely to sort of turn up? Uh, I know you pre-ordered yours last year, didn't they? So yeah, so I mean, I thought I was pretty quick off the mark. Uh, so so it comes in three three uh, different versions. There's like a very small. Sorry, they're all the same size, but in terms of the memory um, in the, the systems, the the cheapest one is sixty four megs, which is like nothing. You need you know you could barely hold a, a one game on on that these days. Um, I went for the middle middle of the road option at two hundred fifty six gigs, um, and then there's a um, five hundred twelve gig version as well. Um, but yeah, and then I thought it was pretty off the block. I he said he was always going. It was my pre order was going to be Q two this year, which is sort of like sort of around you know roughly around now, sort of Easter time. Um, but then I've like I think because of the various stock shortages, which is not just um, Valve's problem is you know it's industry wide. My my pre-order has been pushed back to Q3 now, so it'll be sort of like summertime. Okay. Did you see the video of them being handed out in America? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw the, the publicity one where they had Gabe Newell himself like handing out the first few in Seattle, um, and and obviously you know it's, it's all. It's a bit, a bit like Will Smith and Chris Rock. It's all a bit manufactured, or this fake shock. Oh no, it's Gabe Newell on my door. When they're, yeah, they're wearing masks. They knew, you know, like they're wearing masks in preparation. Like they knew, like how they knew strange man. Oh, like the ones that didn't know who he was. And the one, there was one where he said, um, he knocked on the door and said, I don't know. For example, Pete is Pete there? And they were like, No, he's just gone down the shops. <laughs> and it was like, Oh, okay. And they had no idea who he was, and he just hands over the box, and then turned around and walks off. That's pretty so good. awesome. Um, so uh, Wayne, I know you like your tech and your your new stuff. Uh, have you pre-ordered one? No, it's a bit too much PC for me. I I think um, maybe wait until there is an official Game Pass app, and that that could tempt me. Um, I I am worried about the size. I, I've got small hands. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, in all honesty, I, I I honestly am scared to get my switch out on the commute. So, it, it's an even bigger 
you know, a more expensive device. Um, I'm too scared, so it would just be a in-the-house um, product for me. But, um, yeah, interested to learn more. Yeah, what about you, Tom? Uh, it's not for me, but I, I'm... The handheld gaming market... I mean, I don't tend to play games on, like, my phone or on the go. I'm very much sort of sitting in front of a TV or at a desk uh, to play stuff. So I don't think that it, it's really marketed for me. Um, but I can see it'd be awesome if you had that massive Steam library and take advantage of it, the Humble Bundles and all the indie games and stuff like that. I think the one thing from the reviews or the early previews is that the battery life could be a bit of an issue. Yeah. They're saying when you sort of high res everything and play it the way you would want to play it, it can drain the battery life pretty quick. Which would be which obviously with any sort of handheld is is the norm. But it would be a concern to me if, if you know, like you say sometimes you can off weigh the battery life if what you're using isn't like a massive unit, but if you're having to lug it around and then it keeps dying on you all the time it, i can see that becoming a frustration yeah. i think from my point of view it's i love the technology of it i love the idea behind it and i've just had a quick look i've got 452 games on my steam library how the hell did that happen um you know considering i'm not particularly a pc gamer i think it's like what you said uh pete that you know humble bundles and then you'll you know when i bought my pc and it was uh fairly decent and it's like you know you kind of you end up just buying games like Steam sales and things like that, you know. So I don't know how I've ended up with that many games, to be quite honest. But still, so I love the idea of it. I love the technology of it. I genuinely, though, don't think it's for me because I think, I mean, I bought, when I bought the Switch, it was like, oh, I'll use it when I'm commuting or whatever. And I, I took it to work a few times and then I just never bothered with it after a while. Um, so, you know what it reminds me of? I don't know if you guys have ever seen one of these, but I had a, it's called a JXD, and it was a console, and it was Android-based, uh, handheld, and it sort of, I bought it because it was good for emulation, and it bought, it played uh, games up to Dreamcast, sort of like that kind of thing. Um, and it does, it reminds me a little bit of that, you know, because that was a big old beast, it got loads of buttons all over it, and... Um, but, um, yeah, it's one of those, I think, for the novelty factor, I'd be interested, but... It's it's a fair chunk of money, isn't it, to invest? Like you said, you're not going to buy the the most basic sort of one because what was that, three hundred and forty nine quid? Uh, so it's four five nine for the middle one up, and then five six nine for the 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 sort of five hundred twelve gigabyte one. But it's interesting. We'll see how it goes. Um, I mean, I, I bought uh, many years ago. What oh, was it? Steam Link. I don't know if you remember that. That was like what where. Sim, sort of like I suppose you know quite a little bit ahead of its time where you could link your PC to your TV elsewhere and you could stream gaming so and I bought again I bought that for I suppose the novelty factor of it and it worked okay um, I think they introduced like a new UI for it as well but um, yeah I just never really bothered with it after a while it came out with their own funky controller as well so they've got a history of making a bit of hardware so yeah. Yes, but it also have a history of kind of dropping it fairly yeah. soon after. So yeah, that's that's definitely a concern. Yes, I won't deny. Well, we'll see. Well, I think I think like Wayne was saying, it would be interesting to see if the Game Pass app becomes like a proper app, and how that helps their sales of the of the hardware 
whether that would then lead Microsoft to do their own hardware purely just for a Game Pass handheld. Um, be interested to yeah. see. Cool. Um, I'll take the next one. Very quick one. This just, I suppose, a, a quick round robin uh, of opinions. So Fortnite has got a no building mode with the new updates. I know our kids play Fortnite. Yours doesn't yet, Tom, but I'm sure it will at some point because I'm sure <laughs> Fortnite will keep going. Uh, still definitely. Um, so uh, we haven't played it yet, but Wayne, I know your kids have been playing it. So uh, what's your what are your thoughts on this new thing? I'm crap at building. I don't build, but when I play with Lucy, uh, my eldest, she just builds. Uh, like as soon as somebody starts shooting, she's built tower before I even know what I'm doing. So it, you know, it's kind of like I'll just leave that to her. So, um, but they've introduced a few new things. So what what are your thoughts? Yeah, on it? that that's very much the same as my kids. I I don't build, but they. Um, you have used it, you know, to block people shooting them and uh, quickly build a tower as fast as like you know ten seconds. Uh, they're up in the sky, but um, I think the interesting thing for me, so they've they've put no building in, but they've give you an extra shield that um, that recharges itself. So by the time you kind of parachute down, you or glide down, you um you use the shield um, gens up. And it's worth fifty shield as well as just the normal hundred on top. Um, it does make it slightly different, and you have to try and uh, get behind more cover, I guess. Um, but I, 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 I'm enjoying it. I'm not sure my kids uh, get on with it as well. But uh, I guess it just depends on your style of play more than anything else. Yeah, cool. Do they still have anything in there that where you're not building yourself? But they used to have grenades and things that could build buildings for you do you have anything like that no, still it just um it just basically collapses the buildings mm-hmm. okay what, what about you um pete have your kids been playing the new Fortnite? yeah and and much sensing a theme it's very much the same where they're very yeah they're much better building than i am and assembly i don't really tend to build um, although I've, I've said it because I said this before, it frustrates me because sometimes we'll get into fight. My son is used to box himself in as well, like as protection, and then I, and then I'm just stood out there trying to fight two people on my own because he's not um, sort of helping. Uh, but yeah, same same feeling. I, I'm I'm actually really enjoying it. I'm probably enjoying this more, and that's and that's not to take anything away from people who are really skilled at building. But I just find it really frustrating to play against. They did you shoot someone, they turn into a, a, an office block. It's just really irritating. Um, I just prefer to have a straight fight. But I can also chalk this up to being another case of Fortnite copying all the other games around them. So this, so obviously, yeah, they've got the overshield. They've added sprinting, like as in um, what you'd call it tactical sprinting in, in, in Warzone. Um, they've added like um, repel lines so you can zip up and down again like Warzone. Uh, they've added like... Um, they had, it's fair, they had this they had this last season, but some of the get the guns now when you aim down sight you have a like a red dot sight now. Yeah. So it's not all just third person shooting. So again okay. Yeah, it just feels like I said, it just feels a lot more like Warzone or maybe even Apex. Um But to that point I'm in, I'm enjoying it more. But I also accept that like I think building's what made Fortnite unique is yeah. what separated it from the other battle yeah. royals and then actually removing that kind of dilutes it. I I think what I would like I don't know if they're gonna do this, but um, I'd actually quite like it if they did something like they added building, but you could get a grenade that removes the building. So, do you, so it's like a tactical thing of like, okay, you can have this thing that will remove like a building for you, but you have to use up one of your slots, and then it's a case of whether, whether you, what time you use it. 
Yeah, uh, when I play, I always tend to keep a slot for um, either the fire bugs or grenades or something like that. So mm. if somebody does start to build a building for, in front of me, I can just lob those at it and set fire to it and try and destroy it as quickly as possible. But yeah, I, I mean, I think at that point, like I said, when there's only a couple of players left and they start building, I just immediately just think, oh, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm done at this point. But, um, you know, so... Yeah, you used to play loads of Fortnite, didn't you, when you were doing your streams, Tom? Yeah, yeah, I used to love Fortnite. It's, it's one of those games that I, I played it for a good three, few years and watched it change from what it originally was to what it became. And then I kind of dropped off of it and I haven't picked it up since. And I probably would like to give the game a go again with the non-building. Yeah, I can see both sides of it, but this is just... To make it clear this is a separate one isn't it there's two modes and they're going to keep this one now i think uh, was this a timed one but is no this just is for the new season basically so nothing's okay. been announced going forward oh okay so we're just that there is no building going on at all correct yes okay mm. cool yeah i think for me personally like pete was saying it suits my gameplay more I used to enjoy just going for the head-to-head or, you know, ambushing people and that kind of thing. And like you were saying, Chris, once you see someone throw a tower up straight away, you know that you're not going to be able to compete against that individual. Um, I did get used to... I changed the the way that I played, so I think it was called Pro Layout, Pro Builder. Um, and basically it mapped, it mapped some of the building to certain buttons that you could quickly throw out like a wall or a set of steps and i found that good if you were exposed and you just wanted to block so if you just rather than building a tower you just throw up a single wall or a single set of stairs that was quite good i was sort of getting used to that but again the golf in being able to build professionally and being able to throw up one wall or one set of stairs is, is it was too too difficult to take those. Yeah, they're on. probably laughing at you, just going, "What a noob!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that bloke can only build one set of stairs. Yeah, he's probably an old man. That's probably what they're thinking. <laughs> it's like yeah. a ten-year-old. Um, cool. Um, has anybody got any else? That, that, that any news items that they want to chat about? Anything? Uh, we could just quickly touch on the new Witcher stuff, yeah. just because I thought it was quite interesting. They've come out sort of out of nowhere, just said we are working on... They haven't said it's The Witcher 4, but they're saying that they're working on the next Witcher project and it's going to be on a new engine. It's going to be on the Unreal 5? Yeah. Right, yep, and um, that was it, really. And then they sort of went about their day. <laughs> but what did you... I just thought your guys' opinions on after Cyberpunk, um, how do you feel about what the next Witcher instalment could be would you want to do you think it's going to be well received off the back of the cyberpunk stuff or do you think it will be tainted oh has anybody else played the Witcher 3 or any of the Witcher games I've played the Witcher 3 but I've only ever played about 10 hours and then I have ended up getting distracted by something else Uh, um, Pete you played it no, I haven't. I'm I'm waiting for the PS5 version. Yeah. Uh, have you played? I, I played the opening three hours. Um, when it, it was very on, uh, when it first released, though, 
and it, it was quite a buggy game then the witcher i think people forget that they fixed that quite a bit as it went through um its life um yeah i i think i think it's probably great to have a fresh start on a new engine uh, i reading between the lines uh, quite a few staff members have moved on so unreal's probably a, a good thing uh, a good way to go and you know the the matrix demo was built on that it does look incredible and um, i think there's rumors of um a female protagonist in the new witcher mm, maybe yeah. so yeah it's one of those i mean i've played probably about 200 hours of the witcher over different formats on the playstation 4 and then on pc and then i mean the one thing i was talking about the switch earlier on is i've got the switch version and i think i, I bought that because again going back to my commuting the the, the one amazing thing about the switch version is that it's got kind of a cross save so you can play it on pc and then you can save it if you link your account um your, your gog account to the switch it will you can sort of just pick up and play it you know the the, the uh, from where you left it off on the pc I, i'm not sure if they do it on the playstation or at the xbox so no. i think oh no okay so which i think is pretty incredible and the fact that the, the witcher 3 exists on the switch um you know in its form is just a miracle to be honest with you um but i do think that there's some excitement for this there there's trepidation as well because of what happened with cyberpunk so you know they think they've got to build a few bridges with that but uh, yeah i mean people it's highly anticipated isn't it i think people are going to be excited for a new witcher game so um yeah watch this space probably won't be for another few years i can't imagine i, I daren't they daren't release it in any kind of you know, buggy state, but then no, it's got to come out. It's got to. I mean, I think that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, if it comes out and it's a a mess, um, then it's kind of you know another nail in the coffin a little bit for it. So it's yeah, it's got to be really good. Um, so, but yeah, perhaps I mean towards the end of the life cycle of these consoles, because I think that's the thing, isn't it, with new consoles that they tend to sort of like the developers, you know, they they pick up steam as the the life cycle of the consoles goes on don't they you know because it's they're used to using it so uh it's it's something that hopefully towards the end of it you know and and not if you know as i mean i'm preempting new consoles at some point in the future but um like i said in a few years then definitely i can see this yeah it's it's kind of a mixed bag isn't it because i think if arguably that was the downfall of cyberpunk was that they yeah. the whole point was that rather than just moving on to the next the next generation of consoles they tried to make it work on the 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 then current gen and it just wasn't good enough basically so to your point chris is it that they'll they'll pick up enough sort of programming know-how and prowess to make the like the, the best use of what the sort of the end i guess of the playstation 5's life cycle or are they just better off just scrapping and just going on to the playstation 6 or the xbox series whatever yeah yeah who knows with their naming conventions yeah. <laughs> cool. Right. Has anybody got else, anything else they want to talk about before we move on to uh, what we've been playing and achieving? So you're standing in the shadows of Johnson Vendetti, huh? It ain't so bad. It's just that I guess folks think they know who I am, where I should be going. Hmm. Have you considered becoming someone else entirely? Someone else entirely. 
I've decided to create the most elaborate stage persona the world has ever seen. Okay. Will you be down for dinner? We're having enchiladas. The boy you loved may already be gone. We're going on a ride across the dilated pupils of the cosmos. The future is yours if you have the courage to grasp it. So, uh, this is where we're going to chat about what we've been playing and what we've been achieving. Now, as excited as I am to hear Pete talk about Elden Ring, shall I shall I build up the anticipation a little bit? Um, <laughs> I will. Yeah, why not? Tom, let's come to you first. So, what have you been up to? Uh, have you managed to get any platinum trophies since we last spoke? Man, it feels like it's been ages um, since we spoke last. Got one platinum. Ooh, well done. Oh, picked up the Demon Souls. Hey, uh, massive shout out! Yeah, huge, huge, huge shout out to JT and to Will for that one because I wouldn't have got that without those guys, and um, they were fantastic. They're actually part of my standout trophy of the month. But I don't know if you want to talk about that now. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Or... Yeah. So my standout standout trophy of the month um, was in Demon Souls, and it was called King of the king of rings and um, it was a gold trophy and we needed one more ring and i had to kill the old king doran to get it and basically this this guy for those who haven't played it he's in a room and he's in to his defense he's not really doing anything but you have to kill him to get this stuff so you have to basically annoy him to the point where he goes i'm not having any more of this and he and he comes for you the downside of that is he's one of the strongest people that we fought in the game um, and at this point we're on new game plus four I think so he when he hits he hits hard and uh, <laughs> Will and JT can't do damage to him so they can't help me in the co-op but I can do damage to right. him. Can that can, can that distraction though? Because uh, I know that with Dark Souls two, you can sort of get the NPCs like um, to act as a bit of a distraction while you just chip away. Or is that not the case? Well, this is this is what happened, Chris. There's a there's a trophy that I'll show you. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll tag you in to see it. But essentially, Will and JT became bouncers, and they stood in a doorway. And impeded him from coming out, but I could annoy him to come near me and then get one hit and move back while he attacked and then move in and get one hit and come back. And it was literally a case of, you know, hold me back uh, (laughs) from me. They were just stood there 
uh, they had to stand there for about probably good eight to ten minutes while I slowly chipped this guy down and uh, and then all of a sudden he was done and ping we got the trophy and it was just awesome um, but it was the highlight it was it was hilarious and it was the highlight trophy of, of the month for me uh, but yeah so going back to what else have been playing um, so we played played Demon Souls and got the platinum on that. I continued with Sifu. Now, when we last spoke, I can't remember if I had I completed it. Don't no, think sure. so. No. No. So I so I completed the game. Um, but as you know, the platinum is an absolute beast. You have to finish that game age twenty five or lower in order to get one of the trophies and um i t- I, t- I tempted it basically I, t- I i think i had three or four trophies to sweep up but this one i knew if i could get that that would in itself ping about three trophies and that would be well on the way to the platinum that would be it i tried this for so i got to the final boss age 25 so all i need to do is beat the final boss without dying um knew basically sussed it to know what I had to do but my going back to our old man reactions I just couldn't keep up and there's nothing more frustrating than knowing what you've got to do and trying to tell your body to do it but it's just like nah mate you're too slow you're too old and after about three days of you know and like you said it in February Elden Ring Horizon uh, I knew Keener that I wanted to start. After about three days of banging my head against that wall, I was like, I'm going to have to take a break. So I have stepped away from Sifu with the intention of coming back to it before the year's out to just sweep up and, and hopefully get the plan. Do you think, it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to talk about one of the games when I get to it is kind of... I'm, do you think if you put it down now though that you're really going to go back to it and if you do go back to it are you going to have the same reactions because you're going to kind of you've built up that muscle memory and as much as you you know you're not kind of getting where you want to be with this final boss you'll have lost all of that won't you by the time you get to it again so is it what do you, I don't know what are your thoughts on that are you really going to go back to it my, or are you just I can't do this <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore I'm not enjoying it my my thoughts are have a look at the uh, the league of our trophies and stuff and see who's been doing some hard games and if I need to go back and get it to be in the running of our competition at the end of the year then I'll put myself through that pain but I'm thinking that pain might not come till like November, December Right, fair <laughs> enough because to be fair, you did do some hard um, games last year I mean like Returnal was one of them, wasn't it? You know, you, you got the platinum on that so... You know, I think you've got it in your Tom. I know you can definitely do it, um, but I was just curious because I know that if I put this game now, down now where I'm at, I'm not going to go back to it yep. because I just can't be asked. So no. That's that's the plain truth. I, I think if it wasn't for the distractions, I mean, also the last game that I've been playing, which I'll talk about in a minute, um, which I've moved on to from Sifu, that's taken up pretty much this month, and that's been nice. But then I I still know that I've got Elden Ring and horizon and they're huge 
And I think if it wasn't for the fact of them looming over me, thinking if they get pushed to my back catalogue, then I'm never going to get round to them. That was kind of the decision breaker, right, really. But yeah. Can I just go back to Demon Souls very quickly? Because I know that yes. um, Pete, you platinum this. So uh, yeah. this guy, um, this this king. What? How did you get on with him then? Because are you going to break Tom's heart and say, "Oh yeah, I just did it in one one go" or something? Or uh, <laughs> what? Are you, what are your thoughts on him? Oh, I, I, I go on. You want to say it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he no, he's definitely a tough opponent, and he's not even in like um, a mandatory boss. Um, he's just like hidden off in an area. Like Tom said, you kind of just need need to get. I think it's, it's, it's his sword. I can't recall Tom. You, yeah, it's somewhere. Yeah, get an item off, off him. him. Um, I I must be like I, I I did do a moment, but I had to essentially um, kind of cheese him where uh, like I would I would bring him to the edge of his like sort of um, range that he would prepare to fight me. So then, as he would like walk, start walking back to his own, I'd get a few cheeky hits in and run off again, um, and just kept doing it that way. Uh, so, you know, no, I didn't have bodyguards, but it it um, still wasn't like a fair fight. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, is just because I think I remember this. Is he at the, on the sort of like towards the, the on the first level, and then is he hidden off at the back? Uh, as you go up some stairs and they throw some bombs at you and whatever, or am I totally in the wrong place? Yeah, he's on the bridge. If you go in the first area, if you go to the top of the bridge and you turn to the right, he's kind of down yes. There. I seem to remember when I played this on the PS3 many many years ago, going up to him and um, he just smacked the crap out of me. To be honest, so I just thought, no, I'm not. I don't have to fight him, so I'm leaving him. He's not one of the bosses. So, but obviously this time round, when I do get around to playing Demon Souls, I'll I will have to um, give it a crack. But yeah, I seem to remember he, he was tough. Like you said, he's just sitting there. He's not doing anything. So and unless you attack him, he just leaves you alone. That's so. I just thought yeah, he's he, not doing anything to me. I'll leave him alone. <laughs> you even have to get in a few hits before he actually gets angry with you as well. He's, he's just that tough. He just like lets you get beat be on him for a while. He's like, oh, okay. Now, now I'll start. Because he's not, he's not even like quite an intimidating-looking boss. Like I say, with some, no, you know, the, no. the, he's just like a regular guy, isn't he? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, oh, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had no problem with him, other than him having something. Yeah, he's... he was in the way of me and a trophy. Exactly. And well, that's that it. it. And he, so you know, I'm kind of just imagining this this thing where he's just sitting there minding his own business on his throne or whatever, and then all of a sudden. Uh, well, Tom's here. He turns up with these two bodyguards, <laughs> so watches him beat the crap out of him, and then or he's another one where, where Pete just turns up and he's thinking, "What's he doing? Why is he throwing stuff at me? Why is he hitting me?" And he's hitting me and running away. Just go away. <laughs> so yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Then the last game um, that I've been playing is Kina Bridge of Spirits. Is this a PlayStation exclusive or and PC? It was a PlayStation exclusive to my oh, knowledge. Awesome. I, I've heard some good things about this. Uh, so, yeah, go, tell us all about it. What's it like? Uh, it's fantastic. It's, it's from Ember Lab. It's a team of very small number, but they're from background and animation, I believe, which you can clearly see. I mean, this game is stunning. Um, but it's very much like a Zelda. It reminded me, really, really reminded me of Ocarina of Time on the 64 when I was playing it. 
and by that I mean it's sort of you start in a small village and there are little missions that are sort of branching off and you develop different skills, acquire different skills to, uh, with each of these paths and then you can solve puzzles that are in the world, in the village and these other little areas that you go off to. But it's a really charming game. I hope they do a sequel of it. And I would definitely say play it if you're if you're thinking about it. What so you mentioned it's a bit like Zelda then? So it, there's combat in it. I mean, is the um, what's that like? So the combat is it starts off when I first started it. I couldn't get to grips with the with the button layout, and then as you progress into the game, those buttons take roles of different abilities and stuff and it really you can understand why they mapped it out the way they did um, but yeah it's third it's the third person and you start off with essentially it's, it's, it's like a sword but it's a staff if you imagine making comparisons to like zelda um, and then you acquire other weapons uh, uh, the staff then becomes a bow and it when you also get the ability to have bombs as well but you, without spoiling anything, there are these little creatures which Sarah was watching over my shoulder when I was playing a bit of it, and she described them as those little Ribena people off the Ribena advert yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we were younger. But you go around, you collect them, and the more you get, they actually follow you around on the screen, and they are proper cute. But you get them to do jobs for you. So they move things, they, they carry things for you. They join in with your attacks. You can send them. They get have a little courage meter. And once the courage meter builds up, then they can be sent out to attack enemies and distract them and open up weakness weak points. Um, and there's another, uh, another move that you can do where you get these little teardrops, they call them, and you take them to a certain point and then they create this little orb and the the rot that they're called these little guys all jump into it and form like this spirit animal and you use that to run around in combat and also in the environment to unlock areas and get rid of this stuff that is covering the land Mm. Is it an open world type game? I'm I'm sort of looking at it as a trailer of it now. It's it reminds me a little bit of um uh, Breath of the Wild a little bit or is it sort of not that kind of open world no it's, it's more linear than that it's more of like a hub so you when you start the game you go through, through a path and do like the intro and then it in, opens into a village and then within that village you can see there's probably five or six doors or gateways that are blocked off that you then need to unlock and then those gates branch off into a linear path with some open areas uh, within them and uh, yeah that's how it sort of works but uh, you can teleport there's fast travel in it to go back so as part of it is you find along your way these little little messages little post postal deliveries and you take them back to the village and gradually you clear this stuff that's in the village and bring everything back back to like life yeah, we just I say watching the trailer and it um it looks really cool. It I mean it looks gorgeous. Um the uh the graphics and so what what about the uh, trophies then is this uh, are you finding this one? It's pretty straightforward. So play through 
collect, did all the collectibles, were able to, there was no new game plus, but what I did was I played through it once on normal, and then once I finished it, it took me back to the point of, just before the point of no return, and you could go do all the collectibles. There was a couple of parrying, I've realised that with Sifu, with Kina, parrying is a weakness in my gaming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ability. I'm the same with uh, the, the Souls um, games. I never bother parrying. <laughs> no, uh, same same with Demon Souls. But there's two trophies that requ- basically require parrying. Got those done. And then the last one is um, is Master Mode. So it's beating the game again on Master Difficulty. And that's one thing I will say is, is really, really good about this game is you can play it pretty much at all levels there's a story mode where you can make it, it makes it very very easy to progress through even i noticed because i dropped i dropped into easy mode just to get one of the parry trophies and the enemies almost back off and leave you alone and let you approach them to attack um which is cool and then normal mode is a bit more balanced and then master mode oh man i wanted to have it wrapped up before we started recording and i've I'm now about halfway through, but it is completely different beast when when you switch it to Master Mode. It's a real challenge. I looked it up and the the trophies are seven out of ten, and they were saying it's purely because of this Master Mode. So essentially, what it does, it drops your health, so you you take a lot more damage, and you basically die within two or three hits. Um, and essentially, that's not too bad. Because what I found was, in, in this mode, the, the main bosses, the big bosses that you found hard in normal, you've sussed them, right? So you know their attack patterns, you know how to deal with them. They're not really an issue. But what Master Mode does, it makes the minions, the minions become the nightmare. Because they were, where they were easily defeated within one or two hits in normal easy mode, they're not now and they linger on the sides and then they attack you by jumping in or throwing a stones or different different long range attacks where in normal mode you can you can take them on um you can take those hits on sorry but when you're only allowed to get hit two or three times you can be fighting a i had a boss down to one hit and this little guy was stood in a bush i didn't see him and he threw a stone which i can only describe as a pebble and it killed me and I was just stood there in absolute disbelief. It taken me about thirty minutes to try and suss this boss on hard mode, and eventually I got it. I got it the next time round, um, but it really gives you respect for the little guys, and you kind of, you kind of think, oh, this was their moment to shine. You know, they've been battered and beaten in the normal modes. Now in hard mode, they're getting their revenge. But yeah, it's been a great challenge. I'm really so much so that I'm, you know, I'm sticking with it. I want to get the the platinum before we record next, and then move on to probably the Horizon or Elden Ring. I'll probably flip a coin yeah. at that point. So I mean, this game has had it's got a good Metacritic score. It's got 81, and that's out of 82 critics reviews. So and it's got 8.5 user score from um, uh, from you, you know from people that have played the game. So it's and it's not even it's not a full price game is it really i've seen it for like 30 pounds or 35 quid so mm. yeah well it's technically an indie title i yeah. think but for you chris i mean i know you're going to talk about what you're playing but i found it as a as a palate cleanser after yeah. seafood 
it's perfect because this game's the music's beautiful throughout it's all sort of like wind chimey it's it's very much about spirits and spirituality and um meditation there i mean this game's beautiful and there are points in it where they literally put these meditation spots where you have to find and they increase your health by finding them but you can sit there for as long as you want and the camera pans out the music plays and it just swoops around the environment um, and like photo mode you can click into photo mode at any point and there are sections where you where i found walking up to them thinking this is designed for a, this is like a photo shoot <laughs> opportunity yeah. here it's absolutely yeah. stunning um so yeah if you i know that you've got your your challenges going on but if you're looking for like a planet cleanser after them i would highly cool. recommend it how long does it take to finish the story roughly if you're playing on normal um i mean the story mode even shorter and you just beelined it probably i would say seven hours oh, that's good maybe. that's a nice hmm. it's a nice length yeah, yeah um well about you um pete this on your radar it's one i'm definitely interested in um i had heard about the 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 master difficulty because it's uh it's quite a funny one because when the first guides came out you could um you could actually load up the basically load up the, the last boss on normal then just switch over to master complete that and then it, it triggered but they patched it out so it changed from like a two out of ten to a seven out of ten like tom said um so it's definitely a lot more difficult i think i think like deceptively difficult because obviously it's a fairly cutesy looking game yeah, yeah um it's it's definitely a lot harder um yeah i'm interested in it. i think it's it's i think everyone's really impressed i did i hadn't appreciated that like the developers their background was actually in film animation i think this is their first game they've ever developed um so i think for that it's you know it's a really good stellar first go um and it also explains sort of like why the animation and the sort of visual style of it looks so so pretty yeah is the story engaging you find you're getting into that or is it kind of throwaway uh tom no i don't i think it's well it's definitely been engaging for me you so Sakina herself, um, she is the spirit guide, and it doesn't really tell you too much. You almost she she arrives at this village, and essentially what a spirit guide does in this gaming universe is it helps people who can't move on move on. So this village has been decimated by this stuff that's growing all over it, and um, you turn up, and what they do is in in their culture is they make wooden masks for people to help them move on. And then when the mask disintegrates, that's them moved on spiritually. Uh, and these are the spirits that won't leave, basically. And you have to go and help these people to to move on, to, to come to become at peace. And then, but there's a backstory to it where it's slightly drip fed in that your dad was a, a great, um, a great oh, my word I've lost my words he, he was a great what did I just say they were called uh, spirit guide uh, spirit guide thank you Chris he was a great spirit guide he left this staff to you and then I won't spoil the story because I don't want to spoil it for people but there is more that could be told down that yeah. path maybe in a sequel um, so yeah I'd like to see what they do I hope they do a sequel to it because it has been an absolute joy to play. Are the dual sense features any good, like with the bow and arrow? 
Yeah, <laughs> feels very bow and arrowy. Oh, that's another thing. <laughs> they and should put that in the box. <laughs> the dual sense feels very bow and arrowy. No, but that, that's what no, it's yeah. like. The trigger. I was just thinking when when you said that when I was thinking about the different sort of like the senses. They they've got a slow, which I think will help me if I go into Horizon next. But if you do um, a, dub, a jump in the air, everything slows yeah. down. So a bit like Horizon was, and you've got click R three. You unlock that to slow time down. Um, I'm just thinking about the different sort of like the weapon types. Yeah, when you throw the, it was what's really interesting is that everything you use, isn't just a combat tool. It's also an environment puzzle tool as well, which is why I think what I think really reminded me of the Zelda references. You know, when you used to use the bombs in, to. Uh, unlock walkways and move stuff around um it's got that element to it um, but yeah it does feel very bowie way um so i mean what you just said there i mean like i suppose with the zelda comparisons like majora's mask as well so you know um but uh, yeah that sounds good I, like i said i've seen it on sale recently as well i've been tempted to buy it but i want to try and like i can mention last uh, episode try and stop buying games that are just going to sit there um either on my shelf or on my hard drive so what about you wayne are you tempted to get a playstation for this or not really <laughs> no not really oh. <laughs> fair enough <laughs> <laughs> cool all right then um Excellent. Right. Um, Wayne, I'll come to you next. I am really going to keep you hanging on, Pete. So um, go on, Wayne. What have you, you been up to? Cool. Well, I've had a big Game Pass month. I've actually finished two games as well. Mm-hmm. This is pretty go awesome. On, and I've got a 1,000 achievement points on one of them. Woo! So I've, um, I've been playing The Artful Escape, which is a 2D platformer. Uh, mixed with a bit of music rhythm game. Um, it's got a great cast. It's got Lena Headley, uh, Jason Schwartzman, Mark Strong, and Carl Weathers are all voice actors in it. Um, and it's basically you're a, a young boy. The uncle is um, a folk singer that everybody wants you to follow in the footsteps of. But you're, you want to be a rock star, basically. <laughs> and um, it's very much a... Um, vibing with David Bowie becoming Ziggy Stardust um, in fact you change about halfway through the game you have to um, there's dialogue trees so multiple choice and you pick a, um, a a name basically so you could type in the last little bit of the section after the dialogue tree you picked so um, I was the wondrous Wayne, but of course it, it hasn't got it in its database, the name Wayne. So he'd, he'd do a guitar rift um, over when it said Wayne each time. So he'd go, the wondrous Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, was, it, it was really enjoyable. The art style is um, fantastic. It's, it just took me um, a little over five hours long. And I did miss, um, well, three of the achievements and it's got a handy uh, chapter select when you go back into its uh, pause menu um, that you can, I just literally looked up um, how to get the three I'd missed. Um, one of them randomly, so there's the jamming out bits that turn into the music rhythm game. Um, and um, one of the achievements was literally to get to one of those sections and do nothing for three minutes. Right. So uh, okay. those are the kind of achievements I like. 
um, but yeah, I, I wholeheartedly uh, recommend this. This is on PlayStation as well. I think it came in January. Um, but an, an easy game, literally very linear from A to B, but a very enjoyable art style and uh, story. So yeah, absolutely. Excellent. I had no idea that this game existed, but now it's on my radar. It sounds good. Uh, you turned into a bit of an indie king, haven't you, Wayne? I think that's... I was saying this the other week, that you kind of... With Game Pass, you've played more indie games than you probably normally would because they're just there, you know. Yeah, which... absolutely. And, uh, and weirdly... It's right. In my in my own head, I was gonna pick up a, a couple of triple uh, A games in the in the last month, and so far, um, what I've been playing has uh, has not tempted me to do that. So, anything that's not making me spend money is is great. <laughs> um, do you find Wayne as well that are you enjoying them more because they're shorter? Yeah. Uh, do you feel uh, like you're a more I always like, like them because I don't get on with open world as I've said before. So. I always like the more linear adventure, and to be fair, I didn't know actually the length of this one. Um, I, it kept me engaged. Actually, I, I did play it on the um, on the Series X, which it looked fantastic. But again, I, I was playing it on my phone on the commute as well, and it played um, well because it was very simple. It played uh, it played well using touch controls on the commute again. So, all good. Excellent. What else you got? Um, so I also finished the campaign of Marvel's Avengers. Ooh. Um, it's, it literally is in the Tomb Raider engine, um, but it's a hack and slash. Um, the bridge level that I think we all mainly played at um, EGX is, is probably one of the best parts of the game in terms of introducing you to each character. Um after that, it turn it does very much turn into a, a button mashing game for me. Really, each character has got a shooting mechanic where you can hold aim and press trigger. Whether that's um, Captain America's shield, uh, Black Widow with their guns, or even Hulk grabs a big boulder out the ground as you as you hold um, left trigger down and then throws that boulder. So each of them have a, does have a shooting moon, a bit like. Lara Croft with uh, the bow and arrow, but but primarily you you bashing X and Y for light and heavy attack. The thing about this game is the story is actually really good, based on Camilla Khan, and I I really enjoyed the moment to moments. There's a a nice kind of story arc with her and Bruce Banner, and, and it really that part was really worth playing, but. It's 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 known to be this game of a service game, and basically, so as you're playing the campaign, you're opening chests and you're picking up gear, which basically takes the destiny route of you know green, blue, purple, and and different levels of gear to then once you finish the campaign, play those same levels um, with in a co-op basis. And so basically you're fighting through levels with a big spider or tank at the end of it. Um, and you're just leveling up your character is what it, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be the end game after the campaign. Um, of course, I'm not interested in any of that. And um, it's, it's, it's such a shame because I think if they'd have left those bits out, um, it would have actually done a lot better. Um, like the Guardians of the Galaxy game has done. Mm. 
Um, mm. I did get uh, 440 points out of 1,000 on this one. Um, weirdly, when you look at the next three achievements I've got to do, though, it's collect 50 of, um, of intelligence, collect 100 gear, and collect 500 of something else of the next three achievements. So absolutely awful collecting <laughs> things that I'm just not interested in what at all. So, yeah. Uh, that was Marvel Avengers. I would recommend the campaign, but I think you can literally just stop there. And how long is the campaign, um, roughly? It took me about six hours, again, oh, generally. Okay, so, fair enough. Oh, yeah, that's quite yeah. short, then. Yeah, they yeah. shorter than I thought. Yeah. Um, like I said, the, the, only, the only thing is, on some bits of the campaign, you enter the multiplayer screen. So on some levels, you can only play it single player. But then on other levels, it's recommending you to play it in co-op online um, but they're the same levels you play after the campaign's finished so it, it makes you play those levels during it as well um, I did that obviously on my own my uh, my two boys have actually um, got to the same place in the story which is nice for them and then they're playing <laughs> they're playing the same level together they didn't invite you yeah, yeah so they've <laughs> they've uh, ditched dad on that one <laughs> <laughs> so so when it's the multi, when he said when when it goes to that multiplayer, is that when you can choose the different heroes? Are you like locked into being specific heroes for the rest of it? Yeah, in the single player levels, you are. It's picking who it wants you to be. But then, right. yeah, like, like when it boots you into that multiplayer lobby for one, yeah, you can then pick um, the characters you've kind of unlocked in the campaign. But uh, yeah, like I said, I, I would really uh, recommend the campaign. I thought it was, it was the story was good with Camilla Khan, but like I said, it, they spoilt it by like, trying to shoehorn destiny into it, basically. Yeah, and the combat doesn't sound like... I mean, to be fair, the combat in Guardians wasn't anything amazing. I did find... I mean, we said that before, didn't we, Tom, that it felt a little bit sort of just spamming the buttons and just watching the stuff happen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, fair enough. Oh, cool. Um, then I did play another t two quick games. I played tried Crossfire X. Um, this is by all. Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Um, so it had a, yeah. Interesting. Series it had a terrible launch. I, I've played one multiplayer game, um, and that's because you get an achievement for um, playing one multiplayer game and getting one kill. So that was quick for my Microsoft rewards that night. Um, <laughs> but um, the multiplayer is really ropey. It was on Unreal. It came out as buggy as hell, and they still haven't fixed it. So, not not great, and nowhere near where it should be of a shooter these days. Um, Did, is it? So, is this? How does this work? Let me Game Pass. So, is it just the multiplayer that you can get, or no? So you also remedy. Um, basically made the campaign and it's actually in two different engines so the multiplayer is in unreal um the remedy used the north light engine same as control and it does look like a, a spec version of card in terms of controls uh, visual elements but the game game pass it's split into two campaigns so basically for all intents and purposes you get the first three levels free as part of your game pass subscription but then have to um buy the the rest of the campaign because that's i mean that's slightly different to the game pass isn't it i mean game pass games are you, they're there 
as long as you've got Game Pass, you don't have to. It's not like a you're kind of playing a bit of a demo, aren't you? Or you 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 playing playing for the, the first three or levels is a bit weird. How they've done that? Yeah, it is. Um, it, to be fair, the campaign's all right though. I, I've been playing it. Um, I've almost finished it. Like I said, it is only the first three levels. I got a bit stuck. Uh, it's shoehorning enemies at me, so I think I'm kind of near the end of it. But um, the other reason was there is no there is no achievements for the campaign. It's all multiplayer based as well. Uh, right. So because okay. they give it for free. Free. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I said, the visual elements it's worth trying because it's on Game Pass for those three levels. Otherwise, yeah throw it in the bin um, but the last game was the game I was excited for last month and it's Tunic um, this is very much oh, yes. an isometric game a la like an old school Link to the Past Zelda it's um, it's kind of the opposite to Death Store Tom in which Death Store was very bleak and had a great in terms of its art style but this is very much yeah. A happy-go-lucky type game, but its combat isn't quite as good as Death Store, and because oh, it's a little bit more limited, it's actually a, a bit harder. It doesn't feel as nice to play. It doesn't feel as smooth. Um, but I'm having a good time with it. It has the same sort of save game mechanic as Star Wars. Um, Jedi Fallen Order so when you get to it's like a big statue you can hit A on it and that saves it but then all the enemies that you've already killed um, come back but your health's up to full blast but I've just got to the point where I can um, unlock a bit more new skills and upgrade my character at those same statues so I think that maybe that makes it a little bit um, nicer to play but all I've kind of done so far is pick up a stick to hit bad guys with and then a sword which was a lot better um, but <laughs> yeah it was, it was a bit hard doing a, a major boss well the first kind of major boss you felt with a stick basically and then well it was until I realised I picked up grenades about five minutes ago <laughs> so yeah I'm um, uh, it's a, it's a, again. I don't think it's going to be a very long game. Uh, it has got the hooks of me. I do want to finish it, but I think Death Store is probably the better game out of these guys, and that's the one I'd probably recommend everybody play. Because it doesn't really, from what I've heard, it doesn't really tell you much, does it? A lot of the stuff is in a different language. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, and you pick up the instruction manual for the game as you play through it. So actually you don't know what the controls really are when you first start. And I've just picked up that instruction manual page that in pictures and foreign symbols tells you you can upgrade your character at those statues. Um, but to be honest, I'd, I'd read it somewhere else as well. So I kind of cheated there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting seeing, I'm very jealous, I must say, Wayne, that you're getting this one on on Xbox and we're not getting it on PlayStation because I really wanted to play this one pretty much because of like you were saying it looks off the bat very much like Death Store and I love that game um, but yeah from what you're saying it seems to be it's a bit more rough around the edges but also and uh, would you say it's a bit more difficult like in terms of its actual yeah, gameplay it feels that way it feels like there's more um, there's more enemies 
but then less combat to actually perform. Is it is it okay. coming to PlayStation at all, or is it just uh, Xbox and PC? Nothing's been announced. It was no, developed by one person. Oh wow! Because um, this got announced like five years ago, I think. So um, probably not anytime soon. Okay, interesting. See, I bought Death Store. Uh, it was on sale because I think it's only got fifteen pounds to buy anyway. But I think I got it for like eleven ninety nine. And I think after the game I'm playing at the moment, I definitely need to go and play something a little bit smaller, a little bit more, you know. Well, less irritating, shall we say? <laughs> uh, and t- and Tunic as well. We'll talk about this later on when we get to the fantasy league stuff. Did actually uh, well, better than I expected it to, because I really didn't know anything about it, and it's done really well, hasn't it? I think in terms of its mm. score, its score, it's rated quite highly. So, well done, good for you. Anything else? That's it. That's it for me. I really am going to make you wait, Pete, because I'm going to go next. If no, that's no. right. <laughs> I just want everybody to sort of like wait because everybody wants to know what your thoughts are on Elden Ring. But I'll keep them waiting. So why not? Um, my my sort of stuff is is well, uh, been relatively. Um, so you know, as I was going through the Dark Souls stuff, and I was on Dark Souls two, and and so uh, I was going through that and enjoying it. Uh, not so much as Dark Souls. The, the original Dark Souls, but you know it was still uh, an enjoyable game to, to go through and play. But then Wayne and I went and watched the Batman um, and really enjoyed it. Came away from it thinking, "Oh, fancy going back and playing Arkham Knight now." Uh, just to you know, because I, I have my memories of that game were um, I remember when it was launched. I think it was 2015 came out on PC, and I remember buying it on PC. This is one of the 400 odd games I own on game uh, on Steam library. And it was, um, if people remember, it was a notorious uh, on its PC launch because it was pretty much broken and it had to be withdrawn from sale uh, for, while they worked on it uh, because it was so buggy. I mean, I suppose it was the cyberpunk of its day, but because the console launch really wasn't affected, it, it didn't really make waves particularly. Um, so then, uh, yeah, they had, Warner had to uh, offer refunds and then sweeteners for people so i think they offered some of their other free games like the other batman games uh if if you'd bought it and wanted to keep it so um but then i I did play it on console and looking at my trophies on this one i played it in 2016 i remember we came off holiday and i bought it from sainsbury's because it came in like a little cardboard sleeve and i think you got um one of the animated movies with it which was a special thing that they they did at the time um so and i platinumed arkham asylum last year that was one of the games i went back to and i've played that game a few times but obviously getting into trophies i, I went back and i did the platinum on it which and i i, I personally think arkham asylum is is just a, a, almost like a perfect game it's it's it makes you feel like the Batman, and and you know we're we're sort of like this is before Spider Man and the the Insomniac games came out. So I think having like a proper game that made you feel like uh, you know Batman or even a superhero was just a, a big deal at the time. And I think just the exploration, just the way that you unlock the level as you unlock new weapons and the voice acting, you know, it was just it's a stellar game. Arkham Asylum. It's a really sort of focused, tightly. Um, made game that gives you a little bit of exploration but not too much um, and then Arkham City came out which I've completed but I don't really remember a great deal about it to be honest other than it was an open world Batman game and I think people at the time were like kind of blown away by that and then you know he got really good scores and, and it just 
I never warmed to it as much. And I think possibly because it it was too open. And one of the things that you know it did throw at you was just a huge amount of like these Riddler trophies and riddles and whatever. And um, and it kind of like got a bit of criticism for that. So then Arkham Knight came out, and I mean, my first impressions of going back to it after these years, I mean, I can't believe it's it's like a seven-year-old game, almost, and it, it still looks incredible. It really captures the tone of Batman, you know, and the movie in particular uh, that kind of just come out, and with, you know, the, just the setting, it's quite oppressive, it's quite dark, it's raining, it's quite miserable, uh, you know, and the voice acting is awesome the story is really good um you know and and but the one thing that again it did pick up a bit of criticism for was the introduction of the batmobile um which it it, it does we've used the word shoehorn a few times but it does seem to shoehorn that in quite a lot and it almost you could argue does it really need it i mean there's sections in it where you're fighting off tanks and various things in in the batmobile and you're even doing like these kind of this the big tanks that you have to avoid and you have to stealth kill them in, in the batmobile for christ's sake and you're just thinking do it does it really need this you know what i mean it's like it kind of reminded me a little bit of assassin creed um oh what's the one with the boat um black flag black flag anyway black i played flag. that i never completed it but then i mean so you know the assassin's cream cream assassin's creed games have like these stealth sections don't they you know you have to follow somebody well they did that in with the boat <laughs> so do i really need a stealth section with the boat uh so and it's just kind of so, so again however saying that playing that now i actually don't mind the batmobile stuff so much um so it was interesting going back to it now, and, and so I'd completed it, but I, I can't remember whether I completed it on PC or if I completed it on, on PlayStation. I had got some some trophies in 2016, but I wasn't sure how many I'd got. So anyway, going back to it now, and I've com completed the game, I, I think I may have been about a third of the way through uh, on my saved game. So I've gone back and I've, com I've almost pretty much completed the story so the side missions there's the main mission and you can you know you don't have to do the side missions but you level up different aspects of batman his armor his car his gadgets and all that sort of stuff so and i didn't mind because there's trophies for doing the side missions and there's, there's trophies for doing things now some of the side missions are more interesting than others like there's different characters that you can fight fight such as firefly uh you come across him there's uh man bat uh and you know you can sort of like chase after him there's bits with the penguin so they're a little and there's two face you know have to stop his bank robberies then there's sort of like more just dull ones where you have to take out outposts and there's loads of those just dotted around or you have to uh, um, take out these mines which are just again just dotted around which is essentially you're doing the same thing about 10 times you know and, and that's just for the mines and then with the towers I, th I can't remember how many they are let's say there's 15 and they're just you know you have to either stealth take out these bad guys or just like I did because I couldn't be asked some of the times you just go in and brute force them so anyway I'm going through that I've got most of the trophies now and some of the ones i'm missing are some of the combat ones that i've i'm still to do and then some of the ones where you just got to like do a leap of faith and you know do jumps eight different jumps and then you got to fly around the island under all the bridges and just daft things like that which i'm sure i'll get um but i have to say and as for my and, and I, I even bought the season pass because it was on sale for 3.99 because i was like really kind of getting into the story even though i've played it and getting you know enjoying it on the, the back of watching the batman 
And then it was like, um, so I bought the season pass because, you know, enjoying it. There's some expanded stories, you know, there's there's different things. Um, and then I started to do the Riddler trophies. And then So there's 243 Riddler trophies, which include, the vast majority of them are collectibles. There's, uh, which is just collecting these, like I said, uh, question mark trophies. Um, there are destructible items which you have to blow up and they you have to destroy five of those only counts I think to one collectible <laughs> so uh, then there are there's just standard riddles like so if you're in a certain area of the map it will it'll sort of say you know it'll, it'll riddle me this and all this cobblers so but there aren't that many of those there seem to be more of those in Arkham Asylum than there are in this but this, the vast majority of them are collectibles and I have to say, it is one of the most boring things I've I've done in a video game. And to a point where sometimes I'll just stick on some music in the background. And don't get me wrong, I've done collectibles before. And this is perhaps one of the questions I've got to ask. You know, what are your most hated trophies? And I genuinely don't mind collectibles if they add something to the story. So my example of that is, say, like with Bioshock, you know, you've got the audio logs. You find those, they add a little bit to the story. There's more generic ones. I mean, you guys talked about Far Cry um, 6 the other week, and, you know, th those are sort of bog standard. But, oh, my God. I mean, I was sending you guys pictures on WhatsApp, sort of like, you know. Um, I'd, so uh, you can look on the menu, and it tells you how many you've got, and it tells you how many there are in the certain areas of the if, of the map. Um, and so, you know, it's like, oh, I've got 60 of them, and, and, and I'm... I'm you know kind of thinking why am i doing this to myself and i got to a point where i got 100 and then every now and then this is the thing see like the riddler will pop up and he'll just like because i don't you guys have played this i'm pete i think you've you've completed it haven't you hmm. so but the the, the 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 people in the game never shut up there's always like because you, you're constantly monitoring comms like so there's uh you know in the game it's you, you know when you're doing the story and the side missions it can be useful because like somebody will pop up and say oh did you see this happen over here and did you, you know so you'll go and explore it but then even then when the game's finished and you've essentially won you know there are still bad guys out there and they never shut up they're just saying oh i can't believe the batman's doing this oh what we're going to do when the penguin does this and oh it's like blah 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 and it's like god for sake, just shut up i'm playing it now with the volume turned down um but then the, the riddle will <laughs> pop up and so and i've just been chipping away at this like every every now and then you know i'll turn it on i'll play it for an hour or so and i'll just get a few more trophy uh, a few more uh collectibles and I think I'm at the point now. I mean, I played it. I played it for about half an hour today, and um, the Riddler popped up, and he was like, "Oh, you've got 75 left," and I was like, "Oh, it was almost like the most soul-destroying <laughs> thing because I was like, because I hadn't looked at the time, you know, the the the, you know, the number I'd got for a little while, I must admit, and because I thought, oh, I've done the three main areas now. There's like more enclosed spaces, like the uh, there's a hot air balloon or an airship, and then there's like a few. Uh, buildings like you got Wayne Manor or, or whatever. You then you got a few other bits and pieces. I was like, oh Jesus, I've got seventy five left to collect. Like, I've, I've, and it just feels like an, a never ending kind of process at this point in time. To a point where, and I genuinely have thought, why am I doing this to myself? I'm not really enjoying it. What am I getting getting out of this? Uh, but at the same time, I'm thinking. Well, I've started now <laughs> and I don't want to stop because it's like I've got to a point where I've got 75 of these bloody things left. I've spent so long on this now and it's not hard. It's just 
boring because they just don't add anything to the story you know i think with the collectibles for arkham uh, asylum at least they added some audio logs you could find audio logs you could find other things that you know unlocked stuff about the characters there's uh, it's just not a rewarding feeling to a point where i bought the dlc and i don't want to play it now <laughs> because i've had enough of it <laughs> and also i mean the one thing about about the so the same thing with um arkham asylum there are trophies for doing like predator challenges so uh, you get rated up to three stars for doing different things and then the same thing is with this um but i think it's the, the, the so the trophy that you need to get for the, the the top one is 69 stars in ar challenges which you know if so the one thing about this is with the dlc it adds more ar challenges so essentially you can just get one star on a certain challenge and that can just be fighting it can be driving it can be stealthing things but if i didn't get the dlc it would have been a lot harder because i would have had to get two or three stars on each um ar challenge um rather than just kind of like i said okay I, i'm not doing so well on this i've only got one star sod it i'll move on to something else so that's one thing that the, the dlc has added i suppose but i don't know i'm just i i'm not enjoying this and i suppose i'm just kind of waiting for, for what your thoughts are do i stick with it do i i mean do i drop it because I, I, I know if i drop it the kind of character that i am i am i want to complete it now because it's it's almost like me saying up yours to the game um but i just i'm not enjoying it is the problem the number of the collectibles yeah it's just the sheer number of them and they just fact that they're boring they're just not enjoyable to do what if it hadn't have told you how many there were that would be even worse. I'd hate it even more because the <laughs> other game. You're thinking you're nearly done. Yeah, well, that's the other. To, to jump forward a little bit, the other game that I've got the platinum on is Rocket League, and that the the, the only tro that, like you said, Pete, last time is that um, that's a fairly nice game to play because you can get that through natural progression. But I hadn't played it since it turned free to play, and the one trophy or one of the trophies I hadn't got was the stacked one, which is you have to get 150 items and so you naturally unlock things as you play the game as you level up but since they've introduced the season pass you only unlock things if you unless you buy the season pass you unlock things at a very slow rate so every say i don't know six or seven level ups you, you will only get one item unless you there's an exploit for you you can trade things in with with people um if you do that but i think even then you, i think you still need to buy something so i ended up buying the season pass on that one and it but it doesn't tell you how many items you've got. So I was just playing it, and there was, so there's different challenges you can get with with, with Rocket League, you know. So um, and and there's free ones where you get like say a boost with your XP, so like 15k XP if you can score 50 goals or something like that. Then there's ones which are included in the season pass. But I was just playing that kind of thinking, oh god, I've got to be in close. I got in close. and Rocket League is a great game, and I've enjoyed playing it. But even then, I got to the point where. Oh god, I've got to be in close now. I've got to be in close, and it's like, and then when it finally popped, it's like, thank Christ for that. I can delete the game. <laughs> so, um, so that's kind of like my maybe because of there's two games where there's been collectibles. That's possibly why I'm feeling a bit of fatigue with Arkham Knight. It's a solid game. It really is. It still looks amazing. It still looks fantastic. The le level of detail and attention to detail in the game is incredible. You know, when you go into it, I've kind of um, equated it to a little bit like Uncharted games where, you know, there's stuff in that in those games that people will miss that because it's just like, you know, you're walking to a room. But then the level of craft and detail that's gone into some of the, the, the design in the rooms and, and the game itself is amazing. And I can applaud it for that. 
just because you're making it bigger and better doesn't mean you have to sh sh stick all these bloody extra collectibles in. It adds nothing to the game. And so I'm really... Also, I might be wrong, Chris. Isn't that the only way you get the true yeah. ending? Well, that's the other thing, see. And that's why I'm annoyed at this game as well, because I've completed <laughs> the game. I've got the one ending... But because the Riddler's still out there, you haven't got the true ending. And unless you collect all the Riddler trophies, then you can't confront him to be able to arrest him and take him back to uh, Gotham City Police Department. So it's even then, it taunts you. It's just like, you know... And yes, I know there's YouTube, but that's not the point. And, you know, I suppose there will be... Well, hopefully, there'll be a sense of satisfaction once I do do it. But at the same time, I just think it will be a sense of... God, could you imagine if there wasn't... I think it'll just be a... Ca but then, even then, once I've done that, I still have to do a new game plus. <laughs> so, I'm, oh, I'm thinking, oh, have no. I bitten off more than I can chew with this game? I don't know. Uh, Pete, what are your thoughts? I know you've played... Tom, have you played Arkham Knight? Yeah. Okay. I've so completed it. Over to you guys. What What do you, you think? Well, first of all, what do you think of my trials and tribulations with this should i carry on or should i drop it and also what your general thoughts of the game based on your memory of it so uh pete i'll come to you first um i definitely have questions for you because like personally when it comes to quite grind like quite grindy um collectibles like that i must admit i don't think i'd want to like my approach would be different to yours because i don't think i'd want to hardcore it in terms of like just playing nothing but that game for like evenings and days on end i just think like like i think like you're finding it it'd just be a bit a bit much and not necessarily like um that satisfying i think i'd i'd approach it more of a, like i'd have another another game on the go and then that would be the game to grind out when i when i had a bit of spare time here and there so you see me so like in, when you've got half an hour spare you can you know chip away a few more trophies like uh, riddler trophies i mean um and then but then have another game on the go but having I don't know. I think you like you were saying because I think you prefer to like focus on one thing at a time, whereas I I think I prefer to juggle things. It, it kind of breaks up the monotony. Mm. Yeah, that's not a bad shit actually. I might do that because it is getting to a point where um and, and I've questioned what I, what I'm doing with my life and also um <laughs> why what am I getting out of this? You know um to and it, to a point where and I'm, I suppose I'm serious with this where I'm not just not enjoying turning my console on and playing and that's not a good thing is it yeah, it feels, it feels like not, work yeah, do you yeah. know what i mean it feels like it's work yeah, rather yeah. than i'm playing a game and that's i suppose where this is a lesson for me whereas i said last year was like i've got to get as many trophies as i can you know because i want to get as many trophies as i can um and that in itself wasn't particularly healthy for me and i don't think i don't think this is particularly healthy for me either in terms of my gameplay enjoyment you know so yeah i think that's probably a good idea is just to play it every now and then um you know yeah exactly um and then that's from my, my memories of the game i must admit it's a strange one for me because so i haven't i haven't played evil of arkham asylum or city um but i remember playing i played night when it it launched i played it at launch because obviously i'd heard a lot about arkham asylum city as being sort of like two really basically like you know like before, certainly before the Spider-Man games, like the best licensed sort of superhero games you could play. So I went in really hyped for Arkham Knight, and then um, I, went, I think I, I think it was my own fault. I think I went in too eager for it, and actually found it quite disappointing. Um, like again, this is a bit unfair on Arkham Knight, but I think 
but he had he had sort of um done that style of combat so well that by the time i played it i'd played sort of other versions in other games that i enjoyed more they've kind of like stolen it and done their own spin on it so when it came to to arkham knight i didn't kind of i didn't find the combat as fun as i thought i was going to mm. i didn't particularly enjoy the batmobile sections um i definitely remember at the time of like i'm just like this was this was this was a bit before like i got really into into more into trophy hunting but then i was just like i looked at the middle of stuff i was like no and and i think to your point chris it's just the fact that like i think if they'd been fun i might have considered but it's just the fact that, like i didn't even find them particularly engaging at all i was just like no i'll just skip over that um i also remember oddly being i i don't know if anyone else had this but um i don't know if it was intentional or not but i find it i think it it, it expected players to at least have a sort of passing knowledge of Asylum in the City. Not in terms of the storyline, in terms of um, basically I remember fighting an enemy and you know you know get the, like, the coloured prompts of like they're about to do this sort of attack. I remember it gave me colour that like I didn't know what it meant. I didn't get like a tutorial pop-up or anything. Mm. And I just like, I didn't know what to do. I had to, I had to like go to Google, like go outside of the game to look up what does this mean? Oh, it means he's gonna stab me, so I have to do like a cape stun. And I was like, I did, I never didn't know that, I hadn't appreciated that was a mechanic even up to that point. Yeah, because there's like um, they'll have uh, so I mean it's it's very much like another Warner game, like the Shadow of Mordor games, where it's like yeah. that kind of and and uh, Mad Max as well, um, another Warner game where you you know you said it's kind of like a rhythm action, and and it does feel very refined compared to what uh, Asylum did and asylum was one of the first ones to sort of like implement that style of combat and you know so you know but then they, they have refined it with this one it doesn't even feel like you have to try that hard whereas i think you had to time it a little bit more but i think that was down to the actual kind of the game itself in with asylum um but yeah you'll have like um it'll pop up just above the enemy's heads um when they're about to attack you and you can press the counter button and you'll get a counter in then you can build up combos and the the, the more combos you build up the faster you get when you start to attack and you can almost leap from one side of the room to the next side of the room you know whereas when you're just starting up your combos you can only attack people within your general sort of vicinity but then like you said there's ones that'll have a yellow prompt above their head which is they're about to knife you or they're ones that have got a uh, another prompt above their head because they've got electricity buzzing around them so you you have mm. to you vary your attacks you can't just spam the buttons i guess but that in itself is annoying me a bit <laughs> so i think i'm just generally <laughs> a little bit annoyed with the game to be honest but um yeah i think i probably just need to take a little rest I, from it and it was funny whilst you were chatting i i did quickly have a look at my trophies to, to remind myself what i'd done and funnily enough um Apparently, I've done some of the DLC. I honestly have zero recollection of doing that. I honestly can't even think what they were, what they involved, or what what happened in the story. I remember the the main story of Arkham Knight. I just don't remember doing the DLC at all. Yeah. Now, there's different. It focuses on. Apparently, I've read some reviews. Some of the DLC is better than others. I'm sure you can imagine that. Um, but uh, it's yeah. I just at this point in time, I just I, I can't be asked with it. Um, and like I said, I know I've got a new game plus on the, the horizon, and that's like, well, okay. But then I think you can skip through some of the cutscenes, and you can mainstream that, so you know it's not as because it's a fairly long game for even the single player. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, not particularly enjoying it. I must admit, <laughs> it's not a bad game. It's just <laughs> perhaps it's it's just me. I don't know. So yeah, Tom, do you have any strong memories of it? Yeah, I remember. Um... Well, firstly, Arkham Asylum, Pete. If at some point, obviously, I know you've got 
lists of games to play this year but at some point it's worth playing that yeah it's an incredible experience and on a side note that's an avenue I'd love to see the films go down um, yeah potentially but yeah for for Arkham Knight um, I didn't really have I I know I remember the bits of the Batmobile and the tank fights and then being a little bit annoying Um, but in terms of the Batmobile itself I quite enjoyed it I liked having a fight then gliding down to it for safety driving off and then you could shoot out of it couldn't you like yeah up into the air to carry on swinging around and i really liked when you beat a side boss of like um, poison ivy or penguin or whoever literally throwing them in and driving them to the to the police station and then opening up the door and they'll be in the boot like tied up and ready to be put into their cell yeah, I really like that aspect of it. Um, but the game itself, like you were saying, it's quite forgettable. I couldn't tell you really how it ended. And I know for sure that I was never going to do the Riddler trophies uh, to get the um, collectibles to get the trophies for that. Yeah. And for your personal situation, Chris, um, I think maybe just, you like Pete said, you need to fall in love with the game again. Maybe play something else and set aside a date night once in a while for this one. And then you could just sit down and focus on one evening, getting some of the collectibles and then just go back to playing something else that you're enjoying on the side. Yeah, I think I will. I'll probably pick, I'll play Death's Door next, I think, just uh, just as a way of, uh, just something completely different. And then just like you said, just perhaps play this. I think you'll enjoy that. Death's, Death's Door is a really charming game and it's really chilled as well. Cool. Awesome. That's it for me. Like I said, only one platinum. Uh, to be on, on a side note, um, because I put the Dark Souls two game down, I actually it's weird how you even though I'm following a guide with that, you, it's still quite a tense experience. So it was quite nice to sort of not have that fear of dread of of dying and whatever, and actually just playing the game, you know. But then, like I said, I kind of gone from that to this. So I think I'll be glad to go back to Dark Souls after this. So. Um, I just want to go back to the, one of the topics you mentioned, Chris, was um, like what our own personal sort of hated type of trophies. Um, I think for me personally, I I I would hate to do like speedrun versions. Oh yeah. Like I, I'm I know like for example, um, I think it's the Resi, the recent Resi games have have speedrun ones and even like knife only runs as well, which I think just sound horrific. I just don't. I can't. I don't think I like can stand the idea of, although the speed ones they can still take like you know five hours plus. The idea of like getting through a game ninety percent of a game and realizing you're not gonna make it and have to do it all over again, I just ugh. no. I, I, and I, it's and it's also playing a way that um you're gonna hear very soon with Elden Ring. It's just playing in a way that is completely like alien to me. The idea of actually like knowing critical routes and missing stuff deliberately missing stuff so you can just just get on with it sort of thing. Yeah, don't like the idea of it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I I remember doing that many years ago on the, when the, uh, on Resident Evil Two came out. I'm just and that was this was before the internet, so it was actually looking at a magazine and uh, because I wanted to unlock Tofu, I think it was or Hunk or, oh, or yeah. somebody, <laughs> and it was like complete the game in like three hours or something ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? And so. Yeah, you can imagine how much... I think when you pause the game, it didn't count towards the time, but it was still, yeah, 
hit a bit of insanity. But obviously, I didn't have kids or any other responsibilities, so I just didn't. <laughs> I got time on my hands to burn and do stupid stuff like that. So, anyway, um, excellent. Um, what about you, Pete? Uh, sorry, Tom. What are your um, most hated trophies? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we could go through some games. It's collectibles. Sometimes, sometimes it's like. Pete said speed running a lot of the time though, I find the secondary playthroughs a bit of annoying mainly because you you know everything you know I mean you're sort of like oh, I've just got to do this again for the trophy but I'm not experiencing anything for the first time there's not really much enjoyment out of it like you're saying new game plus with with the keener uh, element at least it's in a master mode so it's a bit harder so it's it is a different experience, yeah, even yeah. though I know the story. Yeah. The experience is different when it's just play it on New Game Plus. Doesn't matter what level or anything like that, and you know that you've you've just got to basically sit there and go through it all again just for the sake of it. Yeah, that those sometimes get on my nerves. Yeah. What about you, Wayne? I know you don't go for the sort of like that full extent, but what would you no, avoid I, like the plague? Um, normally the ones where you have to get a, a, a higher combo. I know, like Batman. I I think I remember oh, yeah. the original Arkham Asylum was a get a hundred combo. And I think I must have had about fifty attempts and then just give up. I think. Um, yeah, those sort of, those sort of things. Whereas if you can, you know, if you screw up just once, that's it. You you're kind of done, and it takes a a bit of time generally. Yeah, like Titanfall two. Um, like that's yeah. Anyway. Excellent, right? Well, we've delayed it long enough. So, um, Pete, what have you been up to? Uh, yeah, so actually, before I'll, I'll make people wait even even longer, just just quickly, the only uh, plan I've actually sort of managed to get in the last month was I managed to finish off Assassin's Origins. Um, like I said, I was very close last time we recorded. Um, I only had to finish off um, Old Habits, which was the trophy for like, basically clearing every sort of location on the map. Um, so yeah, I've got that done. It's um, you know glad glad it's done. I did enjoy the game. It was good fun. It took me about sixty five hours, um, and then I did actually have plans. So that was my obviously my A game for my alphabet challenge. Um, I did have plans to do my to do my B game, um, but then Elden Ring took over my life and it's all consuming. And I must go play more Elden Ring. And why are we recording? I need to play Elden Ring right now. Ugh. Yeah, I was gonna say. So just to go back to Assassin's Creed before you get into that though, but is that made you want to play another Assassin's Creed, or are you kind of done with it now? Honestly, I'm. Uh, I think I will. I will in the future. Like um, I said, for personal like for personal reasons, I am still interested in Odyssey. Like I said, I I studied ancient history. Um, that's uh, um, for my A levels, so I do have a, like a vested interest in Roman and Greek history. Even though this one I know has more sort of fan- fantastical elements to it, um, I'm actually still vaguely curious about Syndicate. Like I, like I said, I think the only like Assassin's Creed before for the now the open world games um, game I've played was the first one. So I'm, I'm actually mildly curious about Syndicate just because again it's going back to sort of the old style and it's set in London. Yeah. Um, I must admit I don't know that's just more of a curiosity for me I don't know if I will actually um, follow through with that one mm, that was it that, I, I finished that and that was alright because um, you saw the game through two different protagonists uh, I think it was Evie and I can't remember what the 
chap's name was, but um, yeah, you could play it through with as those two characters, and it was quite well done. You know, like you said, uh, the the London setting was nice. So yeah, but anyway, tell us about Elden Ring. Yeah, it's alright. <laughs> right uh yeah i mean uh it's it does really feel like this game was tailor-made to someone like me who a already likes open world games and b already liked the formsoft games uh and it's really like it's hard for me to describe because i'm it's i'm conscious of the fact that i like like i said i like those two things i'm really enjoying this but I do make me wonder, like, how other people might be finding it if this was their sort of their first experience of a FromSoft game, or you know, the fact that like maybe they they had no interest in this style of game, but they'd heard, you know, there were like Game of Thrones fans and they'd heard that George R. R. Martin being involved, and they were like, oh, let's, and people are comparing it to Breath of the Wild, you know, maybe they were just like the older fans are like, oh, the people are comparing it to Breath of the Wild, let's give this a go, what they would think of it. Um, I mean, it's done fantastically well. It's already, what, hit 12 million sales? 12 mil, sales, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, which is, yeah exactly. For, for what essentially is still like a fairly niche yeah, yeah. Um, RPG um, style, even though it, like arguably it's created a whole new genre of, of action RPG games, um, they're still not, yeah, they're still not as well known. Certainly still not as well known as, say, like Skyrim or, or um, The Elder Scrolls. It... I'm really enjoying. It. I I like. I think obviously, Chris, you're, you're currently playing through the Sons of Games. We've just heard Tom's like plan on Demon Souls. Um, like I, like I would have a hard time, I think, recommending this to Wayne, knowing your history and and like you said, um, the fact it's open world, the fact it's massive. I mean, hang on, let me let me double check. So I am. Um, I so I just said, I completed a plan and. Assassin's Creed Origin 65 hours roughly and even then I kind of felt like it overstayed its work I enjoyed it I'm not um, you know I still I still enjoyed it I still think it's a good game I still think it's worth playing but I was kind of done with it um, in Elden Ring I am 102 hours in and I'm still desperate to play more wow Jesus yeah it's it's, it's nuts I mean I, I am definitely playing this like the anti the not speed run the slow run it's like i i want to explore every sort of nook and cranny i want to see what happens when i go over there and and usually like i am rewarded for it um but i again i also sense that like i could see that people um would come to it and be like yes okay you go over there you find a dungeon but the boss in it might be the same boss you fought like three hours ago but now there's two of them or something like that and i get why from someone who's expecting something always brand new or something always fresh um to be like well that's a bit disappointing whereas i i I don't get that feeling i'm still like yeah this is this is great i'm having a great time um and i think i think the having the open world um, really does like help solve a lot of sort of like the existing problems that the other FromSoft games may have had. So don't get me wrong, this is still a tough game. This is still hard, and and again, I think that's still going to be like a sticking point for a lot of people. Um, but the fact is, it gives me so many options to a either approach this the, the difficulties that's in front of you, 
or B, just go do something else. There isn't... Don't get me wrong, there are obviously points do you have to progress to, to progress the story and there's like certain bosses you do have to defeat but there's so much more you can do rather than just having to bash your head against that wall um if you're like unable to do it um you can go off explore explore more and it's not even like you don't even necessarily have to go and grind say you don't have to like grind and level up yourself you don't have to go to the same point and just kill the same enemies or no, you can again you're free to do that if that's what you want i've the way again, the way I play, because um, I'm exploring everything and I am getting like generally fighting and, and killing everything I come across, but I'm not grinding per se. But then, and then like I said, I, I know people who have done that and they're progressing through it just fine. And that's what they want to do, and it's, yeah, all power to them. Um, and it's just it's it's just really fascinating of like it's just that it's just a lovely sense of um, like almost community of like hearing wisp you know or from other people who are also playing it sometimes be like oh have you gone here and have you found this um and then like no i didn't know that was a thing and then like and then telling them about something you found that they hadn't didn't know about um it's 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 just really great sense of like um everyone coming through together and then and again hearing different stories like how they they overcame a certain boss and something maybe they found an item that you didn't even know existed and it's just and it's just really fascinating um like i said the different ways you can you can approach a problem uh and then like trophy wise like i said i'm i mean 102 hours in and i've still only got 12 out of 42 trophies um and of of the trophies it's like apparently this is actually meant to be one of the the most easy sort of straightforward forms of plats so like chris obviously you will talk about it in future episodes but like um they generally have a sort of um pattern to them but this one doesn't involve any of sort of like having to farm items for covenants to get like you know a particular ring or anything like that there are there are trophies for getting like leg what they call legendary armaments legendary um ashes of war and things like that but they're, they're much they're not as um how to put it they're, they're sort of easier to obtain yeah yes you might have to go out of your way you like you might have to go to a certain area to find them but they're not like they're not sort of like locked behind um like cryptic miss, yeah or missable missable parts and then i think that's the other thing as well is that like the quest lines there are certain again there are quest lines you have to sort of follow through but they're much more forgiving um if you like miss a step like before i remember i think particularly dark souls 3 um so there's there's three endings in three main endings in dark souls 3 and i could never do the third one because it was you had to follow a very sort of strict point 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 quest line and if you mixed up any step of it it just that was it it was just over um whereas this like i said i think Elden is a lot more forgiving like i've managed to progress quest lines with like npc characters that i didn't even appreciate that like that had started so they did a thing of like you move on to a new area and they'll move on the npcs into their quest line and you can just pick it up from there you don't have to worry about the fact you missed a step back in the previous area um which i think is yeah it's really good it's more yeah it's certainly less um frustrating and but then at the same point like I said, I've got a lot of knowledge and a lot of familiarity with forms of games. And I know going to it knowing sort of what to expect. Um, I could totally see people being like, getting really frustrated with the game 
not understanding that when you come out of the tutorial area, there's a boss right in front of you and you're not meant to go tackle tackle him, you're meant to go around him or go do something else. Um, maybe wondering, not understanding that you have to go to these certain areas to then get your horse, which then enables you to, to explore the world much easier. There's nothing, again, there's nothing in the game saying, oh, by the way, do this and you'll get a horse. It's just, it just, ha it's only if you go to a certain area after a certain point and, and then happen to interact with the right, the right bonfire, um, or side to grace as they call it now. Um, so I can get people getting really frustrated by that. I feel like not seeing like what everyone else is, is getting from the game. Um, but for me, I, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm. I find it so fascinating, so like rich to explore. It's such a great, like it's a, it's a really good open world as well. It's really, um, it's picturesque. There's like very, the lands are fairly, are very distinct um, and have a bit different, like different art styles. Um, and it's definitely areas where you like, you come into an area and you look at the sort of beautiful, you know, beautiful imagery. Um, and then you just see this giant, crow monster in the distance if you like yeah i don't think i want to go that way yet um I, yeah i it's again it's hard for me to express how much i'm actually really enjoying it i think um the so there's no um like let's compare it to say horizon which you know, for for Horizon to come out within a week of this coming out, I mean, it's like <laughs> you know, they they're sort of like they're both open world games, they're both you know with sense of exploration, but the, from what I understand, they couldn't be more different in terms of their approach. And whereas Horizon is very much go here, do this, you know, this is how you do this. This is very prescriptive. It's very it's linear linear in a lot of ways, but it's still an open world game. Whereas, you know, and it ke keeps a log of all your quests that you've got to open and mm. your, your primary and your secondary. Whereas the Elden Ring, I think you, have you been keeping like an, a journal of, of your quests and what you've been going to get, go, you know, what you've got going on? I've brought it with me. I'm, I'm, oh, amazing. <laughs> obviously, obviously, the listeners can't see. I'm holding up a little notebook. I've written i don't know maybe about 30 things and i've crossed out various ones on them i like, love that that's I've amazing done. that's cool um and uh, like and there was so i know there's a bit of discourse about this um i have to say like there's no need to do this i'm doing this because i'm that type of person that like i said i want to explore everything and i want to do everything none of this is like um mandatory none of this is like i think like i said like it's particularly about like um, progressing the the critical storyline or anything like that. This is all just like I found something or I found like a boss that's too hard. I'm like, oh, I want to go back to that later. I'll make a note of it. Um, or like, there's a you know there's a thing that I haven't worked out how to get to yet. So I'm trying to like, oh, I'm, I've got to remember to try and find out how to how to get to that item I could see in the distance. Um, that sort of thing. There's no yeah. There's no need for that. Um, no, the game. The game doesn't have strict like um how to put it like yeah like linear like go to this point but even then it's more forgiving than other forms of games where like at least it gives you a vague hint so like um when you said what the the sites are great or the bonfires you'll see like a little golden trail like leading onto like what the game is sort of like saying is roughly the the sort of the critical path you should be heading in but again you're free to completely ignore that and i'm and I've, I've made this joke before but like my my instinct whenever a game tells you to go one way is to instantly go try the, the other way yeah um oh, yeah. To, to see what happens i always do that um 
and this yeah and this is very much like that and it and it rewards you for doing that um is it's the fun of this game getting lost in this game oh yeah i mean yes yes to a certain extent i mean like so before we recorded i just just because whilst we were saying up um i had to, my laptop was set up and ready but i had this for a quick 10 minutes i just quickly jumped on and i found another boss that i didn't know was there in in the 10 minutes and no i didn't take it on but it's like oh there's nothing to note to note down there's nothing to do um but then and then going back to what i said like when i say it was a boss it was another it was a dragon and it has like a you know little name pops up and the health bar pops up but it, that'll be like my fourth dragon i think i fought up to this point so and you know I mean? it kind of reminds me it's a bit maybe a bit old school of like it's like oh it's just a palette swap it's just another dragon but it's it's still fun and exciting for me um as yeah still something i want to go back and do and see if i can take him on hmm. what about the comp it does sound like a little bit reminiscent of and i said i've only spent like sort of 10 or so hours with the witcher 3 but one of the things that i loved when i was in that game was I, my focus was not on the main story at all i just wanted to go off wander find these really good side quests and was much more interested in doing that than the main story itself and it kind of that's kind of the vibe i get listening to people like yourself pete talk about Elden ring it's less about following that main path and more about like oh what's that over there and it, then that leading to your own little adventure and like you said you you're now sat there thinking can't wait to go back beat that dragon and find out what's next yeah yeah definitely i it's definitely less story driven like it 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 still does fall into that form sort thing of like yes okay you may get like an empty quest line but you still know it's not as as very as strictly um story driven yeah yeah they don't obviously like explain it as well as um the witcher games probably do um but again you it gives you enough to go on and it gives you enough to sort of get, leave those little threads dangling or like oh i wonder what that was about or I wonder who this they're, they're referring to and maybe i'll find out later um and then yeah and then just going quickly back to the trophies i was saying so most of the trophies are fairly straightforward there's three different endings um which again, I don't feel like I'm anywhere close to the end yet. Uh, and the way I'm, I'm the way I'm measuring it is that there's there's about thirty trophies for killing bosses that are named bosses, and only a few are critical for the storyline. But these are the ones that they they've obviously given trophies for, so they must be fairly critical. Um, I've only done ten out of the thirty, so I don't know if that that hints I'm about a third of the way through. I don't think so. I think I get the impression that actually the sort of back end of the game is a bit more heavily weighted with bosses, which kind of makes sense. I think. Mm. It kind of like, you know, either the areas get smaller so it feels more condensed, or they deliberately ramp up the number of bosses as a as a challenge. Um, I've 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 obviously sort of seen there's quite a few people now I think have planned it. Um, I've certainly seen it on like Reddit and other other sort of like trophy forums of people people doing it. I'd say I think on average it takes about 120 hours on the first playthrough. I've seen people, well, I, I in. I've seen speedruns do it. They've done it in le- under half an hour now, which is crazy. But oh, yeah. uh, I've seen I've I've seen normal people in inverted commas do it in about thirty hours once they know what they're doing, which is actually which actually coincidentally coincides with what um, Miyazaki, the creator, said. He said initially like you would take about thirty hours, but like I said, I'm like a hundred hours in, and I don't think I'm anywhere near the end yet. 
And what's the combat like then uh, compared to, say, the other From Software games? Yeah, it's... I mean, it's very similar. It's like if you if you know the, the rhythm and the cadence and the idea of like managing your stamina bar, it's very similar. But like I said, the thing... It's just much more open in giving you options. So like... Um, obviously... Uh, it, the previous games had magic they had um sorceries and um miracles but they're now called incantations in the ring um but i think apart from the first dark souls i think the rest of the games they were they were a fairly weak option like you could they, you certainly used them but they weren't as powerful Whereas now i think they're actually really powerful um and what they do is so even if your character isn't like decked out for magic um they've got a, a mechanic called uh, mashes of war which is uh, like you can put these extra skills on your weapon um at any pretty much at any bonfire for free and it's like it's not a resource it's like you can swap them in and out as freely as you want but what you'll do is like you'll give you like a magic attack and then you can use that if you wanted to to do something without having to say having the stats to be a magic user say or you know or vice versa you know you could be a magic user but this will give you like a strength attack like a strength slam that you wouldn't have access to normally um and it's just yeah and you're free to experiment you're free to like i said there's no real cost to doing this you can swap them in and out and test them out and see what happens it's what about graphically it's had a few patches since it's uh come out is it yeah so i mean i i well, there's, there's two things so first of all about with regards to frame rate i think it's fine i haven't i'm not digital foundry i Apparently, like it runs around fifty frames per second most time. I, it's fine. I haven't seen a problem. You got to remember we're, it, we're from soft vets that will know we've done we've done blight Tan at like fifteen frames a second. So yeah. this is this is great. This is for us. This is amazing. Um, I will say there is one slight annoyance, which is like kind of surprising. I think um, most open world games do this, where they do that thing of like. It renders the world that the character or your your camera is looking at, but then the rest of the world is kind of like in a lower detail because obviously to save up on having to load up the entire world, um, it's kind of like a way of saving up memory and like that. Um, from sort of like what Elden Ring does is a bit unfortunate is that like if you're looking in one direction but then quickly whip the camera around to turn around the other second, it's like you catch the game off guard, so everything's a bit, bit low texture, and then suddenly the grass all pops up. Right, like it's, it's like you, it's like you catch it. Yeah, you like catch it off. You catch it off guard, and it's like, oh no, quick! I need to actually render what the world looks like, and so it does. It does do that, which is a little unfortunate, but honestly, it's such a minor quibble for um, the rest of the game. It's it's yeah, and but yeah, statically and like outside of that, yeah, it's actually really it's a really pretty game. Awesome. What are the best games you've ever played so far? Would you say? I, I. I struggle to think what game I would enjoy more this year, and it's only March. Wow, amazing! <laughs> Is it convinced? What about you, Wayne? Because I know you're not a fan of these games and open world, but uh, you know, it's are you tempted to try it? No, not at all, really. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, I, it's it's I've, I've, I own it and it's installed and it will be a game. This is the thing, see, and I think this is why I'm perhaps a bit annoyed with Batman because it's like like you said, Tom. There's there's so many other games to play, and so why am I playing the game that I'm not particularly enjoying? 
when everybody's talking yeah. about Elden Ring. Yeah, you know, look, we switch on, switch on Twitter. It's like Elden Ring, Elden Ring, Elden Ring is like, oh my god. So yeah, yeah, sounds amazing. Well, I'm sure we'll get updates about that um, throughout the course of the year. Like you said, I think I'll probably play it like you. I, I will. I won't use a guide. Whereas with the other games, because I've played them, I you know, so I've. I don't mind using guides for those. Whereas with this, it's one that I think you need to experience for yourself rather than, you know, just follow a guide because that sort of almost feels a bit like, you know, you're destroying the, uh, the you know, the creative sort of image that Miyazaki wanted, you know, for people. And like you said, the speed running, I guess unless you've, well, you must have played it already to be able to have the knowledge to do that, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't get, oh, like, sure, I don't yeah, get speed yeah. I mean, particularly, but yeah. Oh no, I mean like yeah, I mean yes, obviously they've played it multiple they've played through multiple times, but even then they're using glitches to like to warp to like areas of the map they shouldn't be like in yet. Yeah. So yeah, they're they they're definitely di- using exploits like that. But that's that's different. Awesome. Uh, have you got anything else? No, I mean like I said, I, I had intended to, to, to finish my my um, game for 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 letter B is is a, a shorter game, and I had intended to get that done, but it just didn't happen. So, do you think that you will put this down for a while, or are you just going to stick with it for, for until you do the platinum, or what are your plans with it? Because you you mentioned obviously you got your A to Z challenge, so and you know what? I uh, no, I mean, I think I am glad that I removed the sort of time limit I was putting on myself because I to so I don't think I've enjoyed this game as much. If I felt like, oh no, I need to get on with this because otherwise I'm not going to to complete my alphabet challenge by the end of the year, I think by removing that, it's giving me more freedom to actually sort of enjoy this game. Um, yeah, and I'm planning to stick with it for now. Excellent, good stuff. Right, so should we get a fantasy league update um, before we call it a night? Uh, yes, please. Who wants to do that? You're very good at this, Pete. So I'll let you take over. Uh, cheers. Yeah, so it's like we said earlier, it's been um, a pretty busy one for the Fantasy League. Lots of um, lots of games coming out and lots of um, delays being announced. Much much to Chris's chagrin, mainly. Um, <laughs> Bloody EA. Where's the crunch? <laughs> Where's the crunch? <laughs> uh, so uh, we had the official announcement after many rumours and mutterings from Wayne that Suicide Squad has been officially delayed to next year uh, which then thankfully for my for my um, face I don't get a, a Will Smith slap from Wayne uh, that <laughs> means that Chris could have dropped it for free and we wouldn't be able to pick it as a counter pick anyway so it's fine uh, it does mean Chris is the only one of us left with a slot free for one final game to pick for the end of the year um, but then yes EA's lack of crunch meant that the Dead Space remake has also been officially delayed to next year However, Tom had already picked that as a counter pick, which means Chris is oh, stuck. Oh yeah, with, damn you, Tom! Which t- so Chris is stuck with a zero, a zero rated game, and he can't do anything about it. Um, uh, for myself, I had uh, Advance Wars one and two uh, reboot camp, uh, but Nintendo decided to delay that um, after obviously the, the 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 problems in Ukraine, and that's putting it mildly. Um, so yeah, that's, that's unfortunately delayed indefinitely. We don't have a, a new confirmed release date, so we'll see. As far as as far as I understand, it was ready to go. It's just obviously been just 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 not the right political climate to be releasing a game about war. Um, and then sim- on a similar note, obviously uh, Stalker Two has 
I believe developers in that region so it's obviously heavily heavily rumored to also be delayed I gather they're even trying to move development of it outside of the country to, to a different country um, but that feels like another one that was very likely to be officially delayed yeah because that was uh, that then, was uh, delayed anyway wasn't it i think until december so uh, yeah exactly and then and then this all happened as well yeah, i can't see that coming out this year i must admit if it was already delayed but, till december and uh it's been put on hiatus I, I can imagine this will probably come out next year so i may well be dropping that yeah uh then finally just on the while we're talking about counterpicks tom has officially put in his 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 counter pick. He was what he had one space left to pick a counter pick for the year, uh, and he's he's banking on Breath of the Wild two not coming out this year, much to Wayne's horror. <laughs> See, I, I must admit, uh, I was gone gonna, I was going to do that, Tom. But I've already picked my counter picks because I thought it's been really quiet, and I can't. I I've got a feeling that Breath of the Wild won't come out this year as well. So, are you? What are you thought? I am worried about it slipping into the first quarter next year. To be honest. Is that, is that, it's going to go one or two ways, isn't it? It's going to either be like Shadow dropped just before Christmas and be the best game of the year, or it's going to be delayed. But I, th- we were chatting about it on WhatsApp, and I just thought, oh, I'll, I'll take a punt. And it's either going to bring me back into contention at the end of the year, or it's going to completely drop me out of the running for winning the Fantasy League, I think. I still think Starfield's coming out, though. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> he's got to have faith um, and then yeah and then on the release front so I forget if we mentioned this last recording but obviously Elden Ring has come out as we've talked about it's done absolutely ridiculous Chris Chris, are definitely picking a winner there uh, not, like currently sitting at 95 open critic so that's 31 points for Chris I, definitely, I, I struggle to think if Breath of the Wild, especially if Breath of the Wild 2, doesn't come out to see what game would score higher that we've got on our list, yeah. I just don't think there is any. Yeah. Maybe God of War, possibly, but yeah, yeah. maybe. But even then, I, I, we'll, we'll get to to Horizon in a minute. But I, yeah, I could see it scoring maybe a little better in Horizon, but not that high. Um, you then also just recently had Kirby and Forgotten Land come out, which is a fairly fairly good score, eighty four on Open Critic. Uh, it's 14 points there. I was uh, gutted about to... that because I played the demo and I didn't think much of it at all. And um, so it, it I... must get better past the demo levels. Has anybody tried that? No. I... Yeah. no. I've never played a Kirby game. Me, me like, either. I, I gather, I gather no, it's a yeah, bigger thing in America, isn't it? It's quite, it's quite a big franchise out there. But yeah, I just never really had interest in them. Uh, and then... Uh, to, uh, you had, you had, like I said, Chris, you had a lot of releases actually. You had, you had the DLC for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dawn of Ragnarok. Fair, you know, okay score, 76. Uh, and then Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin um, at 73. Yeah. Then for Tom. Oh, sorry, Chris. No, I was going to say I would definitely be struggling. If I didn't have Elden Ring, I'd be. Uh, I'd, yeah, I wouldn't have a particularly high score. But that's the one that's propping me up. So, yeah. Yeah, and then so Tom had Horizon Forbidden West as we mentioned. Yeah, eighty nine, definitely a great score. Just like like we said, uh, overshadowed one week later by the release of Elden Ring. <laughs> just can't catch a break again. Horizon um, after after the release of releasing um, uh, Zero Dawn just just before uh, Breath of the Wild one came out. Uh, but still, yeah, good nineteen points for, for Tom. Uh, he already had a, a fairly good score with Sifu at eighty as well. Uh, Tiny Wonderland just came out uh, last week as of recording 
Um, so 79 there, uh, and then goes to our Tokyo. I don't know what you thought about this one, Tom. I think you had quite high hopes for them. He scored 76 <sighs> in the end. Yeah, it's again a bit of a gamble. I'd got sucked into the hype of stuff that I'd seen, thought I'd put it in, and um, yeah, for its heads purposes, I think it's. I don't think it's being said it's a bad game, but it's just uh, a a good game amongst a season of just absolute top draw games at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. You still you still interested in playing it though? It, it's definitely on the radar to play at some point, um, but when that will be, I have no idea. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. And then for myself, I had a couple of releases. I had uh, Grand Theft Seven. Uh, that's that's an interesting one. So it's eighty-seven over critic. Generally, very well received at launch. Obviously, it's had quite a few issues um, recently, um, which uh, I think it's got like it's got it's now in terms of. Uh, user reviews is now the worst reviewed uh, Sony first party game ever so that's that's wow. an interesting one yeah and it's interesting one of you know should critics be allowed to change change their um, scores retroactively yeah that, uh, that's a bit mad isn't it I'm looking on Metacritic now and it's got a 1.7 uh, rating out of 9,488 um, but that, that Sony have kind of backtracked a little bit on that one, haven't they? they, they they've given are they giving people money on it? I I don't quite understand how it all works to be honest with you. But yeah, is it? Uh... Yeah, it's yeah. So just touch on it quickly. So the basically the the critics reviews were like it's really good. It's a mainline Grand Turismo, Grand Turismo game that we haven't had because obviously the last one was Sport and it was kind of like an in between filler one. It wasn't quite the same. Um, but they just kind of mentioned like, oh, it's kind of weird and it kind of sucks that a single player has to be online always um, when he doesn't really need to be, but you can live with it. Uh, and similarly, it's a bit grimy that the game's constantly saying, oh, you could afford this car if you bought some microtransactions. Um, but again, they were like, at the point they were like, oh, you don't need to though. Um, but then what happened was they had a fairly disastrous patch where for there was there were there was some some bug in the patch so they they had to kind of like pull pull it down um but then what that meant was that no one could play the game for basically close to 48 hours because even the single player part which everyone then pointed out quite rightly is completely ridiculous in this day and age um when you've paid you know 60 70 pounds for a game and you can't even play it because so sony have decided that it's you know there's something wrong with it uh, and then on top of that as well, the patch also basically gave you less like in-game credits for completing events and made cars more expensive. So it's like a double whammy of now it makes it even feel even more like they're trying to get you to buy microtransactions. Mm. So and then to your point, Chris, yeah, they kind of backtracked, said, yeah, sorry about that. We're gonna we're gonna change the the sort of reward weights, and here's a thousand in-game, uh, sorry, a million in-game in-game credits to spend. Free. It does sound a bit weird. I mean, like to shoot. It's almost like shooting yourself in the foot, isn't it? Like, just why bother? I don't quite understand why. You know, you either release the game like that so it doesn't come as a surprise, or don't. I, I don't quite understand why change it a, a few weeks after it's come out and everybody's kind of used to the way it is. Well, and then and then this and then hence hence the, the the sort of argument about critic review. It's you know if you're being very cynical and tin for hat it's you, you 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 have a game that's reviewed well and then you change it to the detriment of the players um a few weeks later 
once the review's already out and they can't and this 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 habit of making it online only means they can't do anything about it if that makes sense he's like you just have to accept what changes they've they've given you yeah didn't um, this happen last year oh, i can't remember the game you guys might be able to where they came out review, reviewed well on what it was and then they added microtransactions and all of these like per in-game purchases knowing that the game had re- had the reviews without those bits in, uh, well and then added it it's actually forza it's uh it's another driving oh, really? game yeah yeah it was forza they patched in microtransactions after the reviews yeah okay. so that's so wrong yeah and i mean i mean don't be wrong it it is it does suck for people who for fans of the game who just want to play the game and just want to experience it um it is just unfortunate that like from, like I said, for all intents and purposes, actually, is meant to be a very good game. But it's just, I think it's just been really overshadowed by all of these problems now. Uh, cool. Uh, yeah, sorry, and then just getting back on track. Uh, I also had Triangle Strategy, which is the uh, Nintendo Switch uh, sort of very reminiscent of Final Fantasy Tactics um, uh, strategy game. Uh, got yeah, got good reviews. I'm, I haven't picked it up, but I, I actually would like to at some point. Uh, got eighty three on Open Critic. Uh, and then finally, Wayne, I can't remember. It, it was, was uh, Tunic and Destiny 2, the Witch Queen. Oh, yes, yes. So Destiny 2's done again. really well, isn't it? It's done all right. It's propped me up. Again. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, and again, it's an unfortunate one, I think. I think, I think again, it's kind of been overshadowed by the fact it launched so close to both Horizon and Elden Ring. I think it's kind of been overshadowed by it. Which is unfortunate, like Wayne said, because where it's... Um, Actually, I think highly regarded, like highly regarded, is one of the the best expansions to Destiny yet. Um, yeah, it's pretty. And then yes, Tunic Wayne's obviously spoken about it, but yeah, sitting on a, a very nice eighty-five open critic. Uh, and then quickly, just a quick round up. Then so currently uh, in first place, we have Chris uh, with a total eighty-five, helped no no doubt massively by Elden Ring. Um, but even even taking that into account, he's had seven games scored, including his zero locked in for for Dead Space remake. Um, but he's still averaging twelve points per game, which is still the highest of any of us. Uh, then in second, we got Wayne at sixty seven currently, um, six games scored, but he also has the second highest average as well at eleven. Please, um, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> and Bethesda. Okay. Uh, then. Then Tom, uh, who's got a total of 44, uh, he, his average is coming out at 8.8, but that's a bit unfair because his that includes his zero he's got for Dead Space Remake, where actually, because it's a counterpick, zero is actually a good score. It's, yeah. it's, it's more likely you're, if, for a counterpick you're going to get a negative score, so that's actually a good thing. So that's a bit, like, just by looking at average, that's a bit unfair. Uh, and then me, sadly, training in last place, mainly thanks to my awful pick of uh, Life is Strange Remastered, uh, with the only, it's the only <laughs> negative point scoring so far this year. Um, but I've got 41 in total, but an average of 10.2. Excellent. And so what's coming up uh, in the month of April? Uh, there's the, are there many releases that are going to feature? Yeah, uh, it's certainly quieter. Like So So any any free games on the horizon. So you've got uh, Weird West for Wayne uh, coming out in the end of March and Moss Book 2 for yourself, Chris, coming out in the end of March. Uh, and then finally for Tom, he's got Le- Lego Star Wars, Star Wars Skywalker Saga. 
I think that'll be fairly solid. That's going to be huge. Yeah, that's going to score big. Uh, um, Sniper Elite Five sort of snuck out of there as well, didn't it? That's um, got a release date of May. So um, yeah, that, uh, sooner than I expected. I, I thought it was coming yes. this year, but I thought later on this year, sort of October, November. But yeah, so see how that does. Excellent. Right. As always, I know we always try and say, well, we'll keep it to two hours and we fail miserably. Uh, But still. Um, Right. Has anybody else got anything they want to throw in before we call it a night? No. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you very much to everybody who's been listening. Um, Any comments, any feedback, um, please go to the website um, at 60mw.co.uk. You find all of the podcasts, all of the reviews, everything that we do. Um, If you go to at 60mw podcast on Twitter, that's where you'll find all of the tweets and everything, all the giveaways. Um, I'm at Dastardly Jabby. Wayne, where are you? I'm at Jet Set Diddy. And Pete. Uh, I'm at Tatsun, which is T T underscore S U N underscore. And Tom. And I'm at Tom Marrett, M A R E T T. Excellent. Right. So there you go. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next month. See you later. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.